This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. I think we're the only morning show that apologized for playing music. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the tunes. Our bad. Yeah, ten in a row. My apologies. <laughs> Whatever. All right, so this is uh, it's it's very dark comedy. What our government is, it's dark comedy. That's what it, it's got to be. This is this is like worse than Money Python. So, you know, we're uh, we've been attacked 160 plus times. Our forces all over, you know, the Middle East by uh, Iran proxies. If you don't know what a proxy is, is somebody else doing your job for you, so you can't directly point at the person that's calling the shots. So Yemen, the Houthis, and a bunch of other people have been firing missiles at us, and we've been knocking them down. Drones with explosives, we've been knocking them down. Unfortunately, we lost three soldiers last week because there was a confusion as to the identity of the drones coming back to base. One was, uh, um, you know, from the enemy. So uh, we missed that one. Oops. And uh, we ended up with three dead soldiers, unfortunately. It's a terrible thing. But um, you think when... Look, I, I just from experience and playing the game Risk. No, I'm kidding. But, you know, just common sense again. I hate to keep saying that, but it's common sense. A toddler has more common sense than our government. Think about this. When something like that happens, I mean, again, we would have done it if we had any common sense. We would have struck after the first 10 attacks. You know, maybe let five go. Then the next five, you do a little planning. And then on the 11th attack, that's when you blow them up and you blow them up real good. Not us. We waited over a week. And then during that week, we opened our big mouths. So NBC News, I mean, everybody knew. Even they did that we're going to attack them. They knew it. We've been broadcasting it for a week. Why do we do that? Because we're weak. I hear it's because we want to see who else is involved and find out other proxies. So if we say something and then we just sit there and watch to see who takes cover or who hides what base or who moves what equipment, we know who's trying to plan something. Oh. I don't... I, I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I don't buy that. It's also, better- it's one of those things where like our military is so far removed from like real world people and how real world people look at stuff. They're like, okay, well, we're going by the numbers. It's focus group stuff. They're not picking based on like reality. No, what we should have done is been completely super, super quiet for a week. I mean, on no press conferences, we don't talk about it in the White House. It doesn't come out of the press conference. Reporters, no questions are answered. Everybody really, really, really quiet. That's what scares the enemy. Super quiet. 
And then you attack at the time of your choosing. You don't go out to NBC News and do 60 interviews on Face the Depressed and the Nation and the Sunday shows and all that stuff, which is what we did. NBC News jumped the gun. NBC reported. And what's funny is Kevin McCarthy, who was the House Speaker, is also uh, part of the Armed Services Committee. The Armed Services Committee, he did not know when we were going to strike, even though NBC had already broadcast when we were going to strike and where. I haven't seen that. That's uh, on armed services right now. We're to get, you know, to get a, uh, a secured hearing on this and, and a briefing. Uh, I have not seen exactly. And I understand, you know, sometimes you would like the element of surprise. But, boy, I'll tell you, if some news gatherings have already received this, it's, it's alarming there. That's being played out in the news media before we've able we're able to see it here in uh, in Congress. But we've got to we have got to strike back, and we will strike back. I'm sure. Where where is your anger? Where where is your passion? They don't give a any. crap about anything. Think about that. A mm-hmm. news network, a corporation, jumped out, told the enemy when and where, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, we didn't. Know. That's problematic. That's a problem. We're going to address that in the next. That's what I'm saying. These people are so far removed from reality. They're like, well, according to my paperwork, I don't see that in here. It's like, buddy, there's like actual war happening. I know you're in a boardroom all day and like you don't, you know, this isn't like a game. I mean, we're three idiots in the morning. I own a diner. I worry about eggs, but I can figure this out faster than they can. Mm -hmm. So that happened. Kevin McCarthy knew nothing. It's crazy. So I don't know. Here's what we're doing. We're doing it again. What did you hear of any ongoing strikes or is it was just like one day? I don't even know. I know that we spent $450 million on a missile that blew up an empty warehouse just a few days ago. Yeah, I saw one news story on it the other day. It wasn't on the television. It was in, in print, but that was it. That was the only one I saw. Yeah, and of course, we gave him a week's notice. So much like Iraq when Bush was president, who I'm beginning to really dislike, uh, as I found out more, we gave him a week. What do you think? They're going to stand around and go, hmm, let's just wait here. No, man, they all took off. They took all their crap and they left. <sighs> wherever the targets were. So we're basically pouring billions of dollars of our taxpayer money for missiles to hit nothing. It's it's insane. Well, once we win in Ukraine, everything will be fine. Ah, Jesus, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, There's no end to any of this stuff. Nobody ever has like a, because here's the final want... goal, here's what we're trying to accomplish. Because no, it's there's just an no endless end. stream of your paychecks going to something that doesn't even help you. And, At all. And the reason we just sting and leave and sting and leave and sting and leave is because we want this to continue on and on and on and on. I got a guy who's ridiculously uh, bitter and unreasonable emailing me all the time. Don't you realize the, this is all about the military industrial complex? I agree with the guy. I said, I agree with you. And he's still on my ass. I don't know why. But anyway, I understand that. I could see it. You could see it happening. If we really want to put an end to this, we would have taken care of business right away, been quiet, been disciplined, not give it to the local media, I mean the national media, and that's what we did. It's just messed up because when you look at it, it's you realize that we really don't have any say in what happens here anymore. No, like, I We know. really don't. Half of these people that are making the decisions aren't folks that you elect. Yeah, but you vote for these people. What do you mean? They're not. Oh, you, I see what you're saying. The bureaucrats. Yeah, I mean, some of those people you don't get to pick. You might pick a guy, and that guy picks whoever he wants. All right, so here's the deal. This week, this is what you're going to hear all week on the media. 
oh, we have an immigration bill. You're going to see the joy in MSNBC, mm. and, and you're going to see the, the happiness on CNN. And oh, then, the word bipartisan is going to be flooded yeah. everywhere. Look, mm-hmm. at, we're all working together on this. George Stephanopoulos is going to wag his finger at you and go, you see, if you just waited, you see, this is a great president, and we got a bill. Okay, this bill does absolutely nothing. It does bullcrap, because all it does is... Well, nothing. You see, we can let up to 5,000 illegals in every day, every day of the week. That's 1.83 million over a year's time, which you know is not going to happen. It's going to be a lot more than that. And this bill can be in effect, and that can happen. So what's the difference? So we cut it down by a few? You know that's not going to happen either. Yeah, it's like they let 100,000 people in. And then they go, oh, well, this is terrible. We got to cut this back down. And then they act like they're making an improvement. Well, at least it's not 100,000 people. It's only five a day. It's like, yeah, well, when we were only getting 1,000, this is still worse. Well, Biden's uh, Achilles heel, if he has one, it, well, just about everything. But the border is the big one. That's what most people are concerned about now. It used to be inflation. Now it's the border. Inflation's number two. But uh, we got people out there that are going to vote against the Mayorkas impeachment. This is the guy in charge of the border. His name, not Kamala Harris. His name is Alejandro Mayorkas. Why would they vote against it? One guy. Now, they need, they can only afford to lose two votes because the Republicans have a very thin margin in the House. And, of course, the Senate's run by the Democrats. So, we can't afford to lose any Republicans. But we already have. This guy, Ken Buck. I've never heard of him before. I mean, I may have heard his name. But um, he's a, a probably a lower paid congressman and much easier to lobby. Well, he's been around for a long time. Here's what he said. He's not going to vote for Mayorkas and the impeachment because. Well, uh, this is not a high crime or misdemeanor. It's not an impeachable offense. This is a policy difference. Um, no, it's not. Uh, not defending your country and allowing nine million illegals, some of them terrorists, to come over here is not a policy problem. That's a that's complete negligence. And that's treasonous of the president not to follow immigration law, which is what he's done. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like a business, man. If you hire a guy to, you know, uh, uh, clean the break room every day and the break room goes unclean for years, in fact, he just makes it messier, do you A, keep that employee, or B, fire the guy? Or C, smokestack, take the pizza out of the garbage <laughs> and eat it. You know... Um, let me, from the outset, say there is a crisis on the border. Uh, the, the law needs to be enforced. Um, but uh, if we start going down this path of impeachment with a uh, cabinet official, uh, we are opening a door as Republicans that we don't want to open. The next president, who is a Republican, will face the same scrutiny from Democrats. It's wrong, and, and we should not set this precedent. What kind of Gunk weed is he smoking? Yeah, we want to set this precedent with the precedent to do your job? No, it's already happened. How many times have we impeached Trump? We impeached Trump over a phone call. And this guy's worried about, well, you know, if we start doing this, they're going to start doing it. No, they started doing this before you even thought of it, dude. But now you're virtue signaling by, look at me, I'm the, I'm the only one here. I'm thinking like an adult. And This is why being Republican is useless right now. I mean, this guy is such a total... See, it's stunning. Stunning. Uh, The border is closed. The border is secure. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. The border is secure. Look, it's way down now. Secure. Last April, there were about 17,000 people who were apprehended. This April... More than 170,000. The border is closed. And the hospitals are having a competition for bed space between illegal immigrants and American citizens. The border is secure. That's right. But we're not going to impeach him. That's that's too much. That's a little much. When do we find out? When do they vote? Um, I don't know. 
Did they vote already for the two articles of impeachment? I don't, rem- I don't even... It doesn't matter. I don't think I think so. it's this week. I think it's Tuesday. I'm not sure. Anyway, good luck on that. So, um, time to pick on Gen Z. I'm not picking on them. They're being picked on by themselves. I mean... <laughs> okay. This is beginning to be concerning. I know. It's... it's uh, is it laziness? Gen Z seems to be all a bunch of lazy motherfuckers. All right, so here we go. Gen Z, if you don't know the age gap, that's 11 to 26. Is it? Yep. I thought it was older. Nope. Wow. That's millennial. millennial. All right, so here we go. So um, you remember about a month ago, we had uh, one young lady who was... Um, she was going to work. It was her first job. Yeah, she was right out of college, so she was, what, 20-something? Yeah, she had a Early hard 20s. time going to work. I don't know if this is her. Yeah, this is her. I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying, but this yep. is my first job, like my first 9-to-5 job after college, and I'm in person, and I'm commuting in the city, and it takes me forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now, so that's off the table. Like, duh! If I was able to walk to work, and it w- it'd be fine, but I'm not, so it literally takes me, like, I leave here, like, I get on the train at 7.30, and I don't get home till like, 6.15 or earliest and then like i don't have time to do anything i don't i want to shower eat my dinner and go to sleep i don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either like i don't have energy to work out like that's out the window like okay when i was uh 21 and like, um, and like i would uh let me tell you what my life was like at 21 let's start the night before midnight the night before i'd work at the abc liquor lounge till two in the morning well no in those nights i would work till midnight then i'd race over to 106.7 here which was out in uh winter garden mm-hmm. so i'd have to drive from castleberry to winter garden that's at midnight then i'd work till 6 a.m yeah i would Passed out in the middle of a Billy Joel record like Piano Man on the f- shag carpet on the studio. Uh, that's if I was alone. And then I would drive home, sleep for two hours, and go to my job at Pizza Hut. Yeah. And then after I got my job at Pizza Hut, I'd go to the University of Central Florida and take two courses, which I probably got a D in, but I passed. And then I would do it all again the next day. And I never complained. I never felt like complaining. I was excited. Yeah, radio is a different beast. But even if you have a nine to five like this girl and she's complaining that she doesn't have time to work out, most people would get up at like 5 a.m., go do their workout. Then they eat breakfast, shower, get ready, go to work. Do the thing, come home, 6.15, they're home, they have dinner, they do whatever, you know what I'm saying? So she, what I love, my favorite part about all of that is when she says, and I'm in person, like it's unheard of to actually physically go to work. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, her problem is she's trying to get sleep. What you need to do, like Rick and I, I did the same thing. I worked a 20 hour day. Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, when I used to trade off with Pavano, I would come here, you know, 5 to you know, 10 or whatever, here at the radio station, and then I'd go down and open the head shop, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., but 10 a.m. to midnight, Fridays and Saturdays. That was your day. Open the head shop. All right, so here's another loser we had about a month ago. I work five days out of the week, 40 hours a week, okay? I do not make enough to live on my own. I would not make enough to pay rent, water, electric, and eat all by myself. I would not be capable of doing that. Yeah, okay. Well, you just shot yourself in the foot then. Here's the new one. This came out this week. This one's gone viral. It's all over the place. She's crying. She's literally bawling. And you got to realize she's sitting in a nice, luxurious two-bedroom apartment, which apparently I guess she can't afford. Why is it that I have to work 40 hours a week just so I can have a place to live? 40 hours a week makes me $2,000 a month, and my rent 
1660. Why did you get a two-bedroom apartment? Why did you have to get a two-bedroom? Why get a studio? I lived in a box for about four years. I lived in, literally, it was a box with a spiral staircase to the shelf upstairs where I slept. These are all choices. Everyone has a choice. You can choose to be house poor and live in the big apartment so you can go, look at my apartment and have no money left over to do anything else. Or you could choose to have a smaller place and have a little bit of money left over for other stuff. I lived in a house with five dudes. Five. A lot of hair in the tub. Huh? Oh, yeah, dude. Okay. But you got to make sacrifices. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. I would love to have a two-bedroom place. Okay, let's listen some more and learn something. So I work 40 hours a week so I can have a two-bedroom apartment <laughs> and an extra $300 a month. Like, it doesn't cover my phone, internet, food, you know. Can you pay for a therapist so you stop doing that vocal... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make you seem smart. It makes you sound stupid. So not only do I not have any extra money, but just working makes me so exhausted. 21 years old. After I did all the crap I described, then I went out and drank and got blasted with my friends. I think... And I know I know the point you're trying to prove, but I feel like, because we all did it in radio, but radio was so much fun, we didn't care. Because yeah. I did the same thing. It's like, I if I had to go sit a in a bit. beige cubicle, I'd probably be crying too. But that's her choice. She chose to work there. If you hate it, choose to work somewhere else. Yeah. That I don't have time either. Like, I get off work at 5.30. Come home. I'm just so tired. Oh my God, you sound like my grandfather, for God's sake. I'm so tired that, like... Oh. Anything that I need to do outside of work, I then just push off to like the weekends, and I'm like, I'm just too tired to do this. Like everybody, work. I'll wait until Saturday. Like everybody. So then I end up with so much to do on the weekends that. Like everybody. Wait a minute. What does she have to do? She's in a in an apartment. What do you have to mow the lawn? What, you picture, what do you? Well, picture like yeah, parents that have children and things like that, and then they have stuff to do on the weekend. You got the big pile of laundry loaded up. You're like, I got seven days of laundry that I got to do on Saturday because I didn't have time to do it during the. It's called work for a reason. But I mean, really, you're in an apartment. What does it take? Two hours to clean the dishes and throw a load in the laundry? Give me a break. To be split into two days. Oh. So I have to do stuff on both Saturday and Sunday. Well, all those towels that you cried into have to be washed. <laughs> so then I don't get a day off. I don't oh. get a day to relax. I don't get to decompress. So it is really like you're not prioritizing seven days a week constantly. Welcome to being and an adult. Lady, there's 24 to do hours that anymore. Exactly. Right? Hang on, you got to hear this part. She's not going to do. 21 years old. 21 years old. And I, I don't want to do that anymore, right? Like, like, I don't know what to do. I'm not. I'm not made for this. <laughs> you know what's oh so tired? Well, you know what's funny is what? Smoke pointed out. There's 24 hours in every day. You work for eight of them. You sleep for eight of them. That's 16. And then you have eight more. And then you have eight you hours left to do other stuff that you need to do. Even if you take two out for commute alone. Right. So now you, you got, six got six extra hours. hours to do. If you need to work out, you need to throw a load of lot. She's just not prioritizing yeah, what properly. You, what you need is a little jock. She doesn't want to prioritize. She wants to do nothing and have somebody give mm. her everything, just like she did when she was a kid. Don't we all? You know what? I feel bad for her. Why? I'll tell you why I feel bad for her. She's been lied to her whole life. Her whole life, her parents have lied to her. You're wonderful. You're great. 
great. Uh, you know, everything, you're going to be fantastic. You're going to graduate and you're going to get money, 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 money. And it's mm-hmm. all a lie because they wanted to make her feel good because everything's about feelings. I don't know. Feelings is a is a movie you're watching. Don't internalize your feelings. They'll damage you. Anyway, she needs a little Jocko Wilkins. Those days when I'm tired or worn out or just basically sick of the grind. What do I do on those days? I go anyways. I get it done even if I'm just going through the motions. I go through the motions. I don't really want to work out. I work out. I I really don't want to hammer on a project. I hammer on the project. Don't really want to get up and get out of bed. Yeah, I get up and get out of bed. Yeah, Jocko Wilkins, man. You need a little of that. Although that's true, gosh. Yeah, I mean, do you think we want to wake up at the crack of dawn every day? Not even. (laughs) Middle of the night. We don't even wake up in the morning time. We're in the middle of the night. No, my first alarm goes off at 2.48. People don't realize. It's like, wait a minute. You guys wake up in the... They're like, "How, how early do you wake up in the morning? I'm like, morning. Hey, the morning. In the middle of the night. All right. You got Choose Your News here. Ready? Ooh. This is uh, CNN's freak out over the new poll that uh, NBC and CNN actually uh, paid for, or Harvard and their Gathering to Breathe and Heal event. Which one do you want? Okay. You got me. Yeah, you got me on the second one. You got me on Breathe and Heal event. Okay. I can do some of that. Harvard (laughs) Divinity School's Office of Diversity, Inclusion, and Belonging. Oh, they added belonging. They had to make it even dumber. Which class do you fall into so we know how to separate you? It's not (laughs) segregation. I promise. <laughs> May I delineate the past events at Harvard? Number one, when the Hamas-Israel war broke out, 100 professors wrote a letter to the president of Harvard at that time, Claudine Gay, to ask her to join in, uh, cheering on Hamas and, uh, you know, saying Israel is the evil here. That's what they wanted. That Hatred happened. of Jews, basically. Yeah, And then, of course, Hopefully. Harvard became one of the gathering places for the most anti-Semitic people on earth, students in college. Wow. Taught by the administration. I can go into some of the classes. We played some audio from a professor who was happy that Hamas uh, did what they did October 7th. So that's just a few things. Of course, then there was the big hearing. Remember that? With Stefanak. We had the president of uh, Pennsylvania University. We Mm -hmm. had Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard. We had the president of MIT. Mm -hmm. Both of those are gone. Harvard, she hung on for a little while, but then all the plagiarism bubbled up. All that said that she... Well, they couldn't fire her for the other reason. They weren't allowed. Still didn't fire her. It was like, well, we'll we'll pay her the same amount. Just move her to a different office. Mm -hmm. People think she's gone. For 900000 She's still getting her million dollar salary. She just doesn't have the title of of, uh, president of Harvard any longer. Well, you know, this has made a lot of students very upset at the very sensitive uh, Run Your Life by Feelings School, Harvard. So the Harvard Divinity School's Office of Diversity, Inclusion, and Belonging hosted a Gathering to Breathe and Heal event. It's happening this Thursday to help students grieve the resignation of disgraced former President Claudine Gay. Wait, 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 though. She didn't die and she's still there. What are you grieving? Yeah. Because it's not what- She got transferred? Because it's like that girl you just 
heard, those Gen Z girls you just heard, they didn't get what they wanted, so they're going to poopy and breathe really heavy and breathe and get really upset. They act like she's going to live in a cardboard box now. She still makes a boatload of money for doing less of a job now at the same place she was supposed to get fired from. Mm, Nothing has happened to her. This should be a warning to everybody. When you internalize a stupid idea, like being emotional about somebody being not even fired, just moved aside, when that when that is part of your identity, that you feel pain because of that, you're the one that's effed up. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's, it's everything around you are just circumstances. You're ingesting those circumstances and you're digesting them and they come out as this emotional trauma that you can't handle. What is wrong with I know, you? If that's, if that's what shakes you to your core, then you need to, you need to prioritize your life a little bit differently. For this gathering, quote unquote, for this gathering, we will create a space for us to discuss and process the departure of our former president, Claudine Gay. The office wrote a newsletter announcing the event obtained by the Daily Wire. The event was intended to give participants the opportunity to gather, to breathe, and to heal. Why don't you Mm. go back in the classroom and learn something that you'll be able to use later in life than your feelings? You want to know something funny? I guarantee you, if she wasn't in the news and she wasn't on trial, quote unquote, and didn't get fired, nobody would know who the president of Harvard was. I went to Uh college. If you said, Jill, I'll give you a million dollars, who was the president of your college? I couldn't tell you. This is what I just said, quoting now. This grief and loss may be connected to our personal lives. When you connect junk like this to your personal lives, you are complicating your life and you're actually attaching something that's dark to your life so you later can react like it's actually life or death. Mm -hmm. It's not. Well, that's, I think that's the problem, too, is that us as older individuals, we know that not everything's about us. And I think the younger generation, they take everything so personally. It's like, it's not about you. Why are you taking it to heart yeah. and, and taking it so personally? It has nothing to do with you. Why are your feelings hurt? If you have a feeling or a thought or an idea and you think it's a great feeling, thought of idea, then test it with other people. Go to somebody else and say, what do you think of the way I feel about this? Or what I think of this? Or maybe this creative idea I got. Or you think I'm a good enough singer to be uh, a a big, big, big hit someday. And somebody tells you the truth, you shouldn't cry over that if you have not internalized it to the point where it's your identity. Do what you do with your friends. Like I have a group of friends where like a girlfriend will text me and go, okay, tell me if I'm overreacting. And she'll tell me a situation that happened. I'll be like, yeah, you overreacted a little bit. She'll be like, I did. Okay. It must be that time of the month or blah, 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 or whatever. I'll be like, yeah, I mean, I understand why you're upset, but yeah, you are overreacting a little bit. Just bounce it off other people, but you don't have to fall apart and have a vigil for your president because she got moved to another department. Because they have become that situation. They have actually become what is out of their control. They've become it. So when when it's breached, then they fall apart because that's their identity. You can't make stuff like don't don't let stupid ideas become who you are. Because, you know, most of right my ideas, most of them are stupid. I mean, some of them are good. But, but yeah, a lot of people just get so upset when a one small aspect of their worldview is challenged and like this is you discussion needs to happen to filter an idea. Like you have to talk about it, especially with people that think in the opposite way. Like, I might agree with you, but I'm still going to play devil's advocate mm-hmm. because you want to purify the idea. You want to throw every argument at it. And if it still holds up, now it's something you could really cling to. 
Yeah, it's like I get people all the time. Uh, I'd like to give you a tape of my son who sings or my daughter who sings. And then I tell the daughter or the son what I really think of their singing. They get upset and I go, well, then why did you give it to me? Didn't you uh, want did my you want me to lie? Okay, you're great. You're wonderful. Take it to somebody else. Right. Really, it was as good or as bad as you would get in a theme park. Yeah. Finally, a proposed Utah law would make it illegal for parents to send their kids to kindergarten without potty training. Okay, the person who made this law probably doesn't have children. No. Well, I mean, you know, they fling poop like little monkeys, don't well, they? No, they don't. <laughs> I mean, little babies, maybe, but... <laughs> That's right. The bill proposed by State Representative Douglas Welton from the Welton Estate would also establish guidelines to refer family to social workers for not adhering to the policy. Just if your kid craps on the floor... Every kid is different. <laughs> like, if you don't have kids, you don't know that. And if you've never tried to potty train a child, you don't know how hard it is sometimes. Oh, my God. Some kids potty train at one or two years old. Some kids potty train at three or four. It's and just... some kids like to pee themselves. You're not going to stop them. <laughs> wow. Well, good luck with that, Bill. There's only one Utah candidate who knows the importance of kindergartners being being potty trained, and that's Representative Douglas Welton. My opponent couldn't care less about kids being potty trained. In fact, I heard a rumor that he prefers that they aren't. Isn't it time somebody did something about it? Yes, Douglas Welton will fight to potty train your kids. My opponent thinks kindergartners can poop wherever they want and whenever they want. He loves it. He loves it when kids are like, I have to go potty, and then they just go wherever they are. I believe kids should go potty in the toilet. That's an America I want to live in. So this election season, (laughs) vote for the man who wants kids to be potty trained. Vote for Douglas Welton. I'm Douglas Welton and I approve this message and I approve of kids going number one and number two in the potty and not in their pants. Paid for by the committee to urge kindergartners to be potty trained. Dadgummit. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Sunny FM. Having fun with a world gone crazy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Are we ready to get crazy? Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. Yeah. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And it's brought to you by All Electric Services. Oh. 
across the nation. That's my favorite scene in that movie. Wait a minute. I know. uh, Carl Weathers passed away. As soon as we got off the air on Friday, it happened. He was 76 years old, passed away in his sleep. Thank God. I think that's how we all want to go. Um... I want to go in a roaring crash. I know. You always talk about that. <laughs> so strange. Uh, obviously, everyone knows him as Apollo Creed in all of the Rocky movies. Most recently, he was in The Mandalorian. Um, used to play in the NFL. Turned actor. Dude, he's Chubbs Peterson. I know. Happy That's Gilmore. right, from Happy Gilmore. An alligator bit my hand off. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tournament down in Florida. I hooked my ball in the rough down by the lake. Damn, the alligator just popped up. Cut me down in my prime. He got me. But I tore one of that bastard's eyes out, though. Look at that. <laughs> Can't forget Predator. He's didn't, also in Predator. Yeah. Didn't he go out the window there? Yeah, eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Because uh, I saw over the weekend, before I saw that Carl Weathers had passed away, I saw this Instagram video from Sylvester Stallone. That's actually how I found out about it. Oh, oh. <laughs> Hold on. This is. Can I say something real fast? What? So, Rick, I put my stories in front of Rick before each segment, right? And he puts them to the side. Like I didn't put them to the side. Who put them to the side, then? I don't know. The smoke didn't put them to the side. They were never front and center. <laughs> yeah, it's already happened to me once this morning. Where's that story I told you to give me? And I'm like, I already Shut gave it to you. Shut up. <laughs> I don't see it. I am the boss. <laughs> All right, Must ready? Must be shuffled in my unorganized papers. <laughs> All right, here's Play the, here's the uh, Stallone. Yeah. This is Let's the story try. of my life. Let's I really again. need to just well, get your own noise machine. I've then. asked for one and nobody wants to give yeah, me you one. You want me to write the emails and everything, do all the legwork. You oh, go I'm bug. sorry, Mr. Program. You're the boss. Yeah, but oh, Jill, you got to go to the DMV. You got to bring your paperwork. Go Are you talk, even insured? Go talk to the engineers and Rick's tell like, them what go, you want. Go ask your program director. Why do I have Rick, to you're wash my your program hands director. For you. Oh, my well, program director. Because will do nobody's going to take me seriously. They're going to be like, yeah, Jill wants the thing. It's got to come from my boss. Otherwise, nothing gets done. Jeez, that's really easy. Rick's like, have you tried the toll free? Helpline. I want a tampon machine in the men's room. Who do I have to go to? Do I go to you? Do I have to go to my boss? Uh, you come to me, but I'm going to charge. <laughs> All right. Hit the button. I never could have accomplished what we did with Rocky without him. He was absolutely brilliant. His voice, his size, his power, his athletic ability, but more importantly, his heart, his soul. So nice. He, I was talking about the time he knew he made it uh, when he was playing Apollo Creed in Rocky, which was a, a great character, and he ran into Muhammad Ali. And, and he's signing autographs and everything, and he's walking down the street and looks at him and goes, it's Apollo Creed. He did we, not say swear to God. And then we get out in the middle of the street, and we're shadow boxing, Ali and I, and it's like my moment of glory. <laughs> pretty cool, right? Wow, that is pretty cool. Didn't know that. I met Muhammad Ali's daughter. Mm-hmm. And I was so intimidated because she fights as well. Right. And it was a, a boxing match. Muhammad Ali was fight. Uh, Muhammad Ali, uh, she was fighting. It was before a Tyson fight, I think. And she was like the preliminary fight. And then after the fight, she came to where like this big event was going on. She was so tall and so big. And I was so intimidated asking her about her dad and Layla Ali. She's really nice, but mm-hmm. she's super intimidating. Um, did you hear about Pat Mahomes' dad over yeah. the weekend? Yeah, yeah. 
just a week before the Super Bowl, um, his father, Patrick Mahomes Sr., was arrested and charged with driving while intoxicated in Texas on Saturday. Now, apparently this isn't his first time being arrested for uh, for this kind of situation. He was arrested on uh, DWI charges in 2018. He was sentenced to 40 days of jail time, and then he was released on a uh, $10,000 bond yesterday. Hmm. Yikes. Um, speaking of Super Bowl... It turns out people don't want to pay $10,000 for one ticket to Are sit up really? in the nosebleeds. Are you serious? Who well, no. Do they think there's that many people that have that much extra money to just blow on a football game that you could watch at home? So the cheapest ticket possible for the game this weekend is $5,400, right? That's the cheapest. Five grand, and that's for one ticket. Yeah, you're not bringing anybody with you. Where's the- it? Where's that? It's probably in the nosebleeds, it's, yeah. but the most expensive, other than the boxes, on the 20-yard line down in the front is 35000 One ticket. Can you God, imagine? Like, if you're insane. rich and you have it and you've been saving and that's on your bucket list and you're like, one year I'm going to go. It's going to happen. 35 That's a car. It is, yeah. yeah. Cash. That's a car. For I mean, I get it. It's, if it's important to people, sure. Again, if it's on your bucket list. But, I don't know. man... I mean, I used to follow sports, and I used to love a lot of teams, the Knowles, I mean, uh, Broncos, uh, the Rock. I mean, I would never pay $35,000 for anybody, for anything, for any concert, nothing. 35000 Well, when you brought up concert, you remember Adele when she was doing, yeah. her, she's still doing it, but she's doing her Vegas residency. Some of those tickets were going for 40000 and I'm thinking, what do you... What do you get other than the concert for forty thousand? That all you get? I know, and the thing is, it's true. What he just said is, is you got a, a Q. What do they call QLED TVs now? I mean, you sit in your home mm-hmm. with your sound system and your QLED TV. You have a better view of everything uh-huh. and sound than anybody else. Well, because you can hear the commentary, you get to watch the replay. You don't have to wait forty minutes in line for nachos that aren't no. even good. Pee in your own bathroom. You're warm. Yeah, not in a trough. You don't have to pay for parking. You don't have to fight a crowd on the way in yeah, or on the way out. You can tell your friends you were there. Oh. Yeah, sitting there on a metal bleacher, $35,000 for a, to sit on a plank of metal for hours. Now, look, I, I can understand how it would be super exciting to be there, but that's so much money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we have it. Hey, whatever. Um, I, I don't know if you care. I don't really care. I didn't watch them. I fell asleep, but I just wanted to do a quick recap on the Grammys last night. I forgot they were last night. Yeah. And then I went to go watch them, and I couldn't... F- they make things so difficult these days to, to watch. It's like, oh, we're going to do this thing, but it's on this streaming or this streaming, and you have to pay for this, but you have to have the deluxe package, or you can do this. It's like, it's why I can't. I can't be bothered. This was on streaming? Well, it was on C- CBS or ABC, but I don't uh. have local channels, but then it was also on, like, I don't know if it's on but Paramount. But if you have Peacock Plus no. and Paramount, you know, minus, uh, then you could maybe get it. It's. I know you're joking, but I'm serious. So yeah. it's, it's also streaming on Paramount Plus, which I have. So I go to Paramount Plus. It's like, if you would like to upgrade your package to Paramount Plus Plus, then you can watch the Grammys. I'm like, forget it. And who's got the time? I watch not- a bunch of people pat themselves on the back. Right. Yeah. And I really, I was going to watch just for the sake of the show today. And I thought, forget it. I'll just read about it tomorrow. So I watched some highlights this morning and it's everything you thought it was going to be. It's Taylor Swift, one again. Oh, shocker. She came out, and I guess what people were upset about is because Celine Dion was pre- Celine Dion showed up 
She's got the stiff person's disease. That's what it's called. I'm not making fun of her. And she came out. Nobody thought she was going to be there. She looked beautiful. She presented the award to Taylor Swift. Now, normally, you think Taylor Swift would be like, oh, my God, Celine Dion. Oh my. She takes the award, doesn't even look at Celine Dion, and walks up to the mic. And everyone's like, did bitch just diss Celine Dion? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. So and then th- her pretend surprise. That's yeah. the part that got me. Though. Oh, my gosh. No way. It's like, like my 80s one. <laughs> this is so unexpected. Well, she's the first singer to win that category for album of the year four times. That's why she, I guess, everyone was like, oh, my God. She broke records. And then uh, my favorite part. So Jay-Z won some award, some Dr. Dre award or something like that. And he gets up there and he's doing a little speech. And then this guy has the audacity to complain that his wife, this is part of his speech, his wife has won more Grammys than anyone, and yet she still hasn't won Album of the Year. Oh, poor baby. They get, between him and Kanye that time, they get so mad if Taylor beats out Beyonce, and he's like, she's won more Grammys than anyone, she still hasn't won Album of the Year, that's just not right. I'm like, that's the hill you're going to die on at the Grammys? Is that Beyonce? You, you act like she's so de- deprived of things? Really? God, that name makes me, gives me the heebies. What, Beyonce? Yeah. Oh, does it really? Yes. Yeah, just... Um, let's yeah, see what else happened that you would care about. Uh, no, none. You can stop nothing right there. Nothing really. Uh, Billy Joel performed. Broke out? Somebody throw a pie? Uh, Killer Mike got arrested on the way into the oh, Grammys for starting a fight. So oh, he, he did, started a fight? Yeah, he got into some kind of yeah, kerfuffle. But look, but look at the coverage he gets. Yeah. yeah. So he didn't even get in, He didn't even get to go. So he got arrested. And then uh, Billy Joel him. closed out the show. With his new song? With his new song. Uh. All the 14-year-olds in the audience are like, who's the old guy? <laughs> that guy. Wow, it's bald. That kind of thing they can put hair in you, but they can do that, right? Uh, Please open the door. Nothing is different. We've been here before. Okay, no. Okay. Is, I can't. I can't. You know what? I want to remember him the way when he and was. Then I have the montage, which you don't have to play. No. Nobody, it's a bunch of... You want to know what's funny? No. Is... Okay. <laughs> what? Well, no, no. I mean, yes. <laughs> it's... I used to work at a... And I know you did too. We all used to probably work at like a top 40 station. And oh, I, that God. made me kind of know who certain artists were. Mm. I don't know half these people are. Oh, I don't know who any of them are. They, they're like, here's, you know, blibbity blop and... Well, everybody gets a break these days. Everybody and, gets one hit. Like, there's, like, I don't know who, who Juice is World is. Juice World is a guy? Yeah, I know who Juice World is. <laughs> Juice only, World? Like, it sounds like a Planet Smoothie. Juice the only, World. <laughs> the, uh, the only reason I know who Juice World is is because my 13-year-old plays Fortnite he's got a song on Fortnite and that's it. Juice See, World. You're putting out songs in a video game. Yeah, so like who? SZA, I don't know who that is. Um, there's somebody called bu- Bubble Pop, Icon Pop. I don't know. I don't know who any of these people are. And I'm like, who the is Grammy this person? Grammy goes to Bubble Butt. Yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> I'm like, that is what I felt like when I watched the recap. I said, I don't know who. And Tracy Chapman came out and performed her song "Fast Car" with Luke Combs, who did oh, the I'd remake. I'd rather listen to Bubble Bop. That was, but I was like, what? I don't. I knew who that was, and I knew who Billy Joel was, and but, I obviously know who Taylor Swift was. But then they did the. Um, in memoriam oh, yeah. for people that obviously are no longer with us. But what I think was more shocking is people that are still around that we thought were dead, like Joni Mitchell <laughs> performed. She did? Wait, she did? Yeah, she was sitting down. She couldn't stand. She was sitting down and she uh-huh. performed. And it's cloud delusion, as I recall. <laughs> what song did she do? I don't remember. The parking lot thing? But they should do something for, for that, for the elders that you thought, oh, they're still alive? This is the Grammy Awards Non-Memoriam honoring those musicians you thought had died but are happily still with us. Bob Dylan. 
Despite having a voice like the undead, he <laughs> remains undead. Iggy Pop, who has somehow maintained a lust for life. Ozzy Osbourne. Seriously, Ozzy, how are you still here? Absolutely astounding you're still with us. Nickelback. For 30 years, you've been the butt of a worst band ever joke that will not die. Congrats on your terrible new single. And finally, the non-memorium can't believe he's had such a long life lifetime achievement award goes to Keith Richards. <laughs> Look at him. A bottle of Jack in his hand and a cigarette dangling from his mouth. Amazing. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> Well, what you want to go and do a stupid thing like that for anyway? Stupid News with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. All right, here we go. So listen to this over at Chick-fil-A, a manager there in Minneapolis, St. Paul. It's the Chick-fil-A by the airport. Timothy M. Hill Jr. Uh, was skimming, skimming from the store's deposits. Went out for a year. You know how much he skimmed in total? $140,000. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, right there in Chick-fil-A. Um, Holy cow. Well, What was the, he stealing the money for? Well, apparently he spent most of it on sports betting and OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, he appears before a judge on Valentine's Day. <laughs> uh, see, Your Honor, I just was taking the chicken money because I... Need to look at uh, different breasts for a change. <laughs> Stunned bridesmaid says her friends uh, caught. Uh, was okay. Stunned bridesmaid says her friend was caught having a quickie with her fiance's uncle just an hour before the wedding. Whoa! Wait! 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 wait. Her bridesmaid was doing it with the bride's uncle. No. The bride, I'm pretty the sure. The bridesmaid was says the her friend was caught having a quickie with her fiance's uncle just a half hour before she was set to walk yeah. down the aisle. The bride was doing it with the with uncle. the husband to be's uncle. Uh-huh. Yeah. <gasps> the woman detailed the wild wedding day drama in the bridezilla's Reddit thread, saying the ceremony was quickly called off after the bride's betrayal was uncovered. So my friend Dana was supposed to be getting married and wrote on the post this Sunday. The anonymous bridesmaid began her post, with which was shared a billion times. The wedding got canceled and things have gotten very crazy. The shock's brides may ask what happened, to which the maid of honor responded. Dana was just having a quickie with Josh's uncle in the room. Josh caught them. However, the cheating bride seemingly had no shame about the situation, calling up all her bridesmaids several days later to ask whether they could collectively help pay the $5,000 cancellation fee for the room. Oh, my God. Are you you asking your your friends to pay for the fact that you were busy banging the groom's uncle? Right. Oh, the nerve! God. I hope they hung up or said, like, we don't talk anymore. I'm sure one of those limp biscuits paid for her portion. <laughs> wow. <Limp biscuits. laughs> In the Men's Health uh, magazine, Men's Health Sex Plain... Well, okay, maybe I should have pre-read this. Yeah. In the Men's Health Sex Planet blog, a man called himself the new slutty sub. is seeking out advice from Zachary Zane over how to handle fears that his mom is tracking him while he's out trying to get his freak on. <laughs> Wait, What? He doesn't yeah. want his mom to know where he's going to get some booty. Oh, so he's doing some weird sex stuff. Yeah, he's trolling. So here's how Mr. Slutty describes the situation. 
He's in a sub-dom relationship. You want to explain what that is? What does that mean? That submissive, dominant relationship where, oh, where one person's like, lick my feet. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely friends with benefits in this case, but it is a sub-dom relationship. So I guess he has to do dress up and stuff and get on all fours and all that. Jeez. Anyway, he had a meetup at their place and said it was very hot and he wants to do more of it. He's worried, though, because he doesn't want his mommy to find out what he's doing. Why is he telling his mom? He's not. She's tracking him. His mom. How? His how mom likes. Ah, uh, it doesn't say here. I'm looking. It doesn't say. Okay. Well, I mean, his, if he's old enough to be doing this stuff, he's obviously 18. Not necessarily true. Yeah, his mom likes to keep track of his location and isn't very sex positive. Her fear is that her little boy is being taken advantage of, like when he lost his virginity, even though he, he's the one who consented to it. Wow. Now, Mr. Slutty wants to be honest with his mother, but is nervous. Talking about this is very uncomfortable. What do you think? I'm not going to get into all that. Maybe get your own phone like an adult. How about that? How about that? tell your mom to step back and just take away the Apple tag from your wallet? Yeah, or you can go the completely other route and invite them over to her house and just... How about take the uh, the phone off, show my location? Yeah, dude. Like That's why I want to know how old he is, because if he's under 18, she could be like, I'm, maybe she's paying for no, the he's phone. 20, he's 21. Oh, he's 21. Yeah, dude. Go put your big boy panties on and <laughs> go be your own person. That's a little much. Turn off the device following on your phone. I don't know what's so so hard about that. Yeah, but she pays my bill. All right. This actually happened. This happens a lot with some of these companies. A viral video of a Costco customer returning a couch <laughs> purchased over two years ago sparked an online discussion about the wholesale retailer's return policy and whether customers are abusing it. Let me tell you something. Home Depot was one of the best returns ever. You need no receipt. Mm-hmm. They don't even look at it. What are you returning? Um, it's 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 a uh, swimming pool inflatable. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. We don't the carry too. those, but that's fine. Lay it over there. How much was it? Twenty seven dollars. You you know. REI's got the same thing. Like I could buy a sleeping bag, sleep in it for five years, come back and be like, my favorite car's not blue. I don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, okay. I hear that Costco, yes, has a very generous return policy. There's a few exceptions, like with jewelry and stuff, but electronics, yeah. things like that. So this woman named Jackie shared uh, that she bought a couch from Costco over two and a half years ago in a video posted last week on TikTok. You know, three million views. Jackie admits she was nervous to return the large item to the warehouse store and felt intimidated by other shoppers staring at her while she waited in line. Really? People are That's your internal guilt. You're like, they know. Did they she, know. Did she drag the couch with her or what? Yeah, just drag it in the door. We need to see your card. Oh, this is my membership. <laughs> and all they did was look it up. They went into her record and were like, oh, yeah, you did purchase this. Okay. And they credited her back. What was it, like $900 or something? Yeah, 100%. So you're going to, how will they take, you know, she's definitely had sex on that thing. Wait, I don't know well, that they. I don't know. Uh, two years? Two I mean, years, you're never getting busy on your couch at all? Once. Well, I mean, I don't know what kind of person she may not get busy at all. She may not subscribe to that club. Either Maybe. way, she's farting into it for two <laughs> years. That's true, too. That I believe she has done. Two so years yeah. of gas just yeah. pushed into them cushions. You're not going to resell it. <laughs> oh, God. Here at Costco, we're revamping our return policy. Yes, even if you don't have a receipt and you've had an item for years, you can still return it. Yeah, I'd like to return this sofa I bought years ago. No problem. But that's not all. You can even return items you didn't even purchase at Costco or didn't even purchase at all. Yeah, I'd like to return my kids. They don't clean up after themselves and they're so annoying. No problem. Are you my new mommy? Costco's new return policy. Yeah, my boss is outside in the trunk. I'd like to return him. No problem. Stop by today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Sunny FM.
having fun with a world gone crazy. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Alrighty. Let me give you an example of the media lying again, shall we? You have to look in two places to get the story. You get one half the story here, one half the story there. Sometimes it's brought, uh, broken up into three core, three uh, different segments, sometimes four. You have to keep looking. I know. Nobody has time, right? But that's what they're counting on. They know you're busy as hell. They created the three-job scenario so you wouldn't have time to look at what they're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they use social media to shorten your attention span even more. So even if you did get the whole story, you wouldn't want to sit through all of it. There you go. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Anyway... Headline, U.S. economy adds a whopping 353,000 jobs in January as labor market heats up. It's fired up. Man, we're just killing it right now. No, you're just you replacing know the ones that you already got rid of. It's the it's the president. He's just so good, and he's getting the job done, and Bidenomics is wonderful. It's just happening for us. So, you put that down from CNN. Let's go over to, uh, who is this? This is uh, Daily Wire. A little more conservative, but... Nevertheless, it has the other side of the story, which it didn't tell you on this side of the story. The pace of job cuts by U.S. employers accelerated at the start of 2024, a sign the labor market is starting to deteriorate Mm. in the face of ongoing inflation and high interest rates. According to a new report published by Challenger Gray and Christmas, an accounting firm which found that companies plan to lay off 82,000 in January. Oh. That's a substantial 136% increase over the previous month and is the second highest on record. Wow. What's happening here? Waves of layoffs because of AI, especially when you're uh, calling someplace or they're calling you to make an appointment for a doctor or you're doing anything. The people that record those announcements don't even exist anymore. Mm -hmm. They're not real. They're AI. Dude. So when you get the person you think it's the secretary at the dentist's office going, Mr. Mr. Stacy, you have a dental appointment today at two. If you can't make it, press one. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Even the person that records that doesn't exist anymore. So those people are all laid off. Wow. Impossible. Healthcare. Admin Health, Orlando Health, all these healthcare places. They're all AI. All AI. I don't know if they're all AI, but... Well, not the... Do- I'm talking about... Anything, any interaction, phone, text, any of those things, AI. You know what's funny now? This started recently. Uh, maybe some other health companies had it. They ask you what you'd like to be called on the little sheet that you fill out or the little online thing you fill out before you go to the doctor. What would you like to be called? I'd like to be called Dick. His Eminence Richard Stacy, Lord wrote, of the Manor. If you wrote that down, they would call you that. Everybody, oh, you It's inter- like Siri. Even, I like that. Even the AI calls you and says, hello, Rick. Yeah. You will refer to me as my liege. <laughs> so there you go. The full story, because no one media outlet will give you the true story. They'll just give you half of they it. They are liars. They all are liars. The liars speak tonight. They are liars. They all are liars. The liars speak tonight. The CBS, CNN. Yes. 
Let's go over to CNN for a little bit, shall we? Let's hang out for a while. Erica and uh, John Miller are standing there, and they're, you know, once in a while, I guess they have to tell the truth, especially when their own company spent the money for the poll. Yeah. I guess they can't really. I don't know. They'll pay a, you know, a reputable polling agency. So I guess if they don't tell you the truth, it's very easy to find out. Although that never stopped no. him before, so that's not... Yeah, it's, you're not paying them to get the thing. You're going, hey, um, can you guys make a poll that gives the results we want? Well, thank you. Uh, let's see. Let me play you this one first. CNN hosts were shocked and speechless. Shocked and speechless when they were told by their own criminal analyst on CNN the truth. So John Miller, CNN law enforcement expert, was asked... Um, what's going on here in New York? Crime is increasing. They saw the footage of those uh, illegals beating those NYPD officers. That set everybody off. Yeah. And then they all got, you know, three of them got out within hours. The other, the fourth one got out the next day. They all were told, you know, just hang around. There's no bail. So it's not like they could jump bail. They jumped nothing because there is nothing. And they all went to California. Now we find out with the money that they used from stealing cell phones and stuff out of Apple stores and clothing and everything, they had enough money to buy a house in California. They're illegal. I don't know how they bought the house, but somehow they did. So anyway, they were kicking that around. And here comes John Miller, the CNN law enforcement expert, to kind of set it straight for them. These individuals, I went over their rap sheets yesterday. Multiple charges, grand larceny, robbery, attempted robbery, grand larceny, grand larceny. Uh, this particular crew operated on mopeds and scooters. They were doing organized retail theft. They were doing snatches on the street, iPhones, iPads, clothing, so on and so forth. Uh, one of them that they are still seeking has 10 charges on one day because he's part of a pattern that's been going on. And I'm looking at the dates that their arrest started, which is probably close to when they got here. They've only been here a couple of months. So what the detectives are telling me is they have crews here that operate in New York do all their stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail. Oh. Oh. Great reporting. (laughs) They don't know what to say. Uh, They're just shocked. Are you kidding me? In Florida, they arrest criminals? We can't arrest criminals. You hurt their feelings. Do all their stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail. Oh. Oh. Great report. <laughs> like, well, here you don't. We just let them go, and it's fine. All right. Well, while we're on the media, let's go over to NBC News for just a second. Meet the depressed. That's always on Sundays. My dad used to watch that all the time. Anyway, uh, their poll came out. This is what I was talking about. Got that story mixed up in between, but it was a good story, right? Anyway, uh, now... Biden trails GOP presidential frontrunner Donald Trump on major policy and personal comparisons, including more than 20 points on each. 20 points. Biden's deficit versus Trump on handling immigration. 30 points. The poll poll also shows Trump holding a 16-point advantage over Biden on being competent and effective. That's a complete reversal of 2020, where Biden held those numbers and Trump didn't. He was on the other side of it. So now, overall, Trump's quality as president, 2,000 respondents, new poll, NBC, leads by nine points. Wow, look at that. Actions really do speak louder than words. Biden's approval rating has declined to the lowest level of his presidency in NBC's new poll, 37%. While there's actually, this is the part that, see, I'm the glass half empty guy. 37% still... (laughs) 
37% think Biden's a great guy and he's doing a great job. 37%. Three out of every 10, four out of every 10 people you're driving next to right now actually are going to vote for Biden again because he's doing good. So why don't you just do what I do? Put My, my car has that thing where you set it and it stays in the lane. Mm-hmm. You can use both hands, flip one driver out on the right side, another <laughs> one on the left, and then duck. Those are people that don't want to be bothered with change or looking into anything. They're like, well, I voted for him last time. I'll vote for him this time. Overall, at this time last year, Biden did not, uh, not last year, in 2020, Biden did not have this kind of lead at this time last election. Right. Trump now has an overall five-point advantage by most registered voters in a hypothetical 2024 general election if it were held today. And but none of that matters if you're going to sneak ballots in, in the middle of the night anyway. That's true. NBC. You election denier. Oh, like Hillary. Anyway, here's NBC's uh, freaking out. Kristen Welker, she's the one who interviewed Trump and didn't let him speak. <laughs> what do you think of this? No, this is not what you think. What's I- her name, Abby something or other? No, Kristen Welker. Oh, that's Kristen this time. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's just start with the bottom line. When you ask folks, hey, if it's the general election and it's Trump versus Biden in our poll, Donald Trump now leads Joe Biden by five (laughs) points. Compare that to the last time we polled back in November. Trump was ahead then, but it was only by two points. It's even more significant when you look at it this way. Over time, we have been testing for five years now, going back to 2019, a Biden-Trump matchup. Remember, 2019, 2020, Joe Biden led. He led big. In every single one of our polls for the first time in November, Donald Trump polled ahead in our poll. And now at five points, this is the biggest lead NBC has ever had in 16 polls for Donald Trump over Joe Biden. You think both of them got called in the office after that? What, like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? We well, don't the talk poll? about that. You're not supposed to tell people that. What are you, cra- what are you a Trumpster? couple areas in here I think where Democrats see potential opportunities to grow Biden's support. Certainly, they are hoping the economy folks change their perceptions of it and start rewarding Biden for it. That's what they're hoping, certainly. Now, you may wonder to yourself, why is there such Trump hate? Because that's one thing people will ask me. Uh, I mean, I still get the emails, you, you, you know, really hateful, really name calling emails. And the first question in my mouth is, OK, I get it. You hate Trump. Tell me why and be specific. Right. Never hear from them again. No. Face to face, same thing. I'll say, okay, tell me what Trump did. And then they'll repeat something that's not true, that they heard that was a lie. It's same thing when we get hate emails about, uh, you guys are racist. Okay, well, what did we say that was racist? And then they don't respond. Yeah. Same thing. So now, this is what it's all about. Uh, people have, again, I'm on this kick because I listened to Jordan Peterson on the way in this morning. He, he got talked, very motivated. He talked about internalizing um circumstances, events, things that are ideas, stupid ideas that you internalize and you make yours because you have no purpose in your life. And increasingly in this country, especially young people, have no purpose. We have none. If you think about it, there's so many reasons why we don't have any purpose. Well, because people avoid responsibility. Yeah, that's one of them. So uh, we internalize things that you should not internalize because they'll kill you. They'll literally kill you, make you miserable to the point where you're just feeling like death every day. And most of them are stupid ideas that have been implanted in you by media, by your friends, by social media. And then you become the idea. Before you even analyze it, you become that idea. And the idea now for some people, a lot of people, is to hate Trump. It doesn't matter what the facts are. It doesn't matter, you know, if whatever you heard was disproven. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You have become the Trump hater, and nothing's going to change your mind. You become an angry, bitter person. And when somebody confronts you and says, okay, tell me exactly in a calm voice, tell me exactly 
what you dislike about Donald Trump. They can't tell you what that creates is cognitive dissonance and their head explodes. Literally, internally, you can't see it, but it turns into <laughs> molten lava. And then that's when they start going, well, yeah, and then the name calling and then they get angry. They're really angry at themselves because they have no answer. Yeah, and you see some people that like will do interviews with folks like that and they know how to handle it. Like they'll... As soon as you realize that the cognitive dissonance is happening with the person, they're like, no, and they start digging in. They start talking faster and getting louder. It's like, you tell a joke. Just relax. Now, you got to kind of explain it to them in a slow manner because you get so hyped and emotional. I'm not even going to dignify that with a response and just run away. So this post is from somebody that was a Democrat, liberal all her life, and she talks about right now people are voting. It's the dumbest way to vote. You're voting because they're not Trump. If you voted for Biden simply as a vote against Trump, then congratulations, you got your wish. And not much else, apparently. Every time they make a huge blunder, all they're capable of doing is reminding you that at least they're not Trump. Bringing Trump's name up in every situation when he's not in office. At what point are they going to be accountable for the decisions they make in running this country? At what point are they going to say, hmm... Since we are in office, what can we do for the American people without bringing up Trump? They bring up their biggest achievement every time they mess things up, which is they got Trump out. So there you have it. That's all we have to gain from this current administration. They're not Trump. Right. There you go. It's true. Everything that, that Biden does now, the administration, everything is, well, you know, we're not Trump. And it's kind of sad that that's the way people vote. Um, because even we had we have people like Snoop Dogg that all of a sudden came around because he's got nothing but love and respect for Shaq. Trump. Yep, Shaq. We got 50 Cent over the weekend says he was just frustrated with Mayor Adams in New York. I forget. Because of everything that's going on at the border and all the immigrants, illegals that are in New York. Then 50 Cent said, that's it. It's going to have to be Trump. Yet Charlemagne to God said he won't vote for Biden, but what, who's he, who's he going to vote for? When you have Michael Rappaport, remember that, who yeah. loathes Trump, oh. but he's so frustrated with everything, he goes, I hate to say it, I hate to say it, it might have to be Trump in order to turn this around. That was his words. That's true. That's the thing. It's like, you don't have to, you know, like the guy. Right, he's not you coming don't. over for Christmas. Like, if you have a heart attack and an EMT comes and saves you, are you asking him what his views are like? Do you do mean tweets before you save my life? Do you do anything mean? <laughs> right. I no, just need I, you to I, do your job well. That's it. Yeah, that's all it, it's all it comes down to. Is it the best, maybe not the best person for the job, but the best people for the job never want it. So when you get a guy in there that, I mean, we, all you got to do is look at the records. Things were better then than they are now. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. All right, let's take a look at some low lives who I loathe in Orange County. Orange County Animal Services raised the alarm Wednesday. Don't, I don't even want to hear it. Some scammers are taking advantage of people who lost their pets. So they will call these people. I don't know how they figure it out. I guess you put an ad out. There's a couple of websites you could sign up. They're like $5. You sign up. You put your pet's picture on there. And these people go to that place. And then they take your name and phone number because you put it on there, which is fine. You have to do that, right? I did it. Then you pretend to be a representative from Orange County Animal Services. You call up and you said, hey, look, we found your pet. He's injured, so he's going to need a lot of care. And we will tell you where that is. But I need money right now for his medical expenses. And then people send the money. Yeah, he'll like put out a PayPal. Hey, we just need a few bucks. I mean, the emergency stuff we've already done, but then come in and pick up your you know animal, and they just send the money. They go to the shelter, and the shelter's like, what are you talking about? Exactly. So if you get Aww. one of these emails or a phone call, definitely give it to the cops right away. They know what to do with it. Jeez. Um, 
A state-mandated tampon dispenser inside a boy's bathroom at Connecticut High School was ripped down down in 20 minutes after installed. I'm over all of it. I'm just over all of it. The principal is... This is one of the... the, I I can't. can't. Can I get the science teacher to come in and explain to them why the boys don't need tampons? Is that what we have to do? The dispenser was placed in the Brookfield High School boys' bathroom 9.30 a.m. last Wednesday, but at 9.52 a.m. it was ripped from the wall, tampons littered the floor, and the school's principal lost his freaking gourd. Mark Blanda is his name, said in an email... The fixture was put in the bathroom as part of a new state law that mandates each school must provide free menstrual products in women's restrooms, restrooms, all gender restrooms, and at least a single men's bathroom. I am aware that this was a law. Uh, But the uh, actions today that led to vandalism and destruction of property were the work of immature boys, not men. This is the most egregious case of vandalism. No, it's heroic. And maybe it wasn't done by a man. Maybe it was done by a... Girl that is identifies a, as a man, or a man that identifies as a woman. I don't want these in here. <laughs> it it took uh, twenty minutes. You know, I had the gut felt audio. I'm going to actually look it up here. I didn't place it in our little player thing, but uh, <sighs> is he surprised? Well, how? What kind of school is this? High school? Middle school? It's a high school, yeah. It's a yeah, high school. Yeah. Let me see if I can play it off of here. Hold on. All right, here he is. They are boys, and the only thing that upsets a woke lemming more is someone who's resistant to their brainwash. And adolescent boys are the least susceptible to woke So it's not immaturity, it's common sense. (laughs) (laughs) That's Gutfeld on Fox News. Uh, But saying that these boys are not men is, is pretty ironic coming from a guy who's really not a man himself. You're a coward. You're a coward for not standing up for what's right. For All the common sense in the world says this isn't right. He's a yes man. He's like, well, the state says we have to, so I got to put it in my school. But he wasn't even that nice. It wasn't like that. He was actually angry with these immature boys that they would do something like that. Because boys don't need tampons. (laughs) I don't know if you know that. But they don't. You're not a man, you're a mouse, and a ballless one at that. But Mr. Principal, maybe you shouldn't blame those boys for acting up. Perhaps it was just their time of the month. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, after the COVID era schedule shrinkage and post-pandemic revenge travel boom left us with perennially packed planes... What seemed like forever, frequent flyers are starting to find themselves breathing easier on occasion, sometimes even enjoying an empty fly, an empty plane. Have you ever oh. gotten on a plane and nobody's in your row? It's the best. Oh, no, my row? I got on one where it was like me and three people. That's what they're saying. <sighs> oh, Enjoy the fantastic. solitude. It's happening more often, but it won't be there for long. Um, the Emirates cabins yeah, are, what? Al- are almost empty at this time. They yeah. were packed during Christmas. And those are like the ones that like you get your own little, it's like your own little suite on a plane. They're saying this could absolutely happen to you according to the experts. Right now, travel is way down. It'll pick back up as soon as spring hits. People coming to Florida and you know, those sort of things, California. But uh, here are some tips on how to book flights that will have a high probability of being almost empty. Get ones that go to strange places like <laughs> middle of nowhere, Idaho or something. <laughs> 
No, it's it, late at night. You book really like the last flight of yeah. the night. Mm. Super that's late. Pretty, that's pretty much it right there. Because everyone that travels for business, they're all going early in the morning. They're not coming back late at night. Yeah. The, the uh, other one is if you're going to international between New York and London, for example, the last flight of the day in both directions will typically be the most quiet, sometimes completely empty. Can you imagine? I, that, I want all the snacks and uh, all the drinks. You can even <laughs> like take your you know socks off, your shoes off, clip your toenails, all the stuff that people do when other people Gross. are around. I still wouldn't do that, but no. okay. Put your seat back. Well, <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking. And I just realized there are no ladies and gentlemen on this flight. No passengers. But that's fine. It's always good to get a little flying practice in. Flight attendants will be coming around to bring snacks to the non-existent passengers. Flight attendants, if you want any of those snacks for yourselves, feel free to take them. In the event of an emergency, well, don't do nothing because there aren't any of you here. The passenger seatbelt sign isn't on because there's nobody in the seats. This is all kind of pointless, isn't it? We know you have a choice which airline you fly, and it looks like nobody chose us. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. All right, five more minutes, and we should probably put a stop to this, right? On 105.9 Sunny FM. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So, Sunny hosting the other day. Lying, 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 lying. She's good at lying. Um, she was on The View, and she got called out by Officer Brandon Tatum. Do you remember who he yes. is? So he's awesome. He's a radio host. He used to be a, for, he's a former police officer, um, professional speaker. So he has a podcast. So he was pointing out something that Sonny Hostin, because the, na- the narrative has to be racism. That has to be the underlying narrative of everything that Sonny talks about. Here's a little clip. To understand, are we saying, do we think the vast majority of Americans are racist? That's what I'm trying to, I, I, help I, me I understand. I think that there is a significant portion um, that are racist, and you can't dismiss my lived experience. And I, I never yeah, would when say, I, I, don't, I would never When I say that there are a lot of racists in this country, oh, I, I just experienced my son walking down the beach being called the N-word. Oh, no, 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 stop it, no. Oh, by his Wait, friends, or what? No, and here's the funny part, if you go and she says, in Florida, I know she's like it's like well when were you and when was he in florida you guys like it's, uh, first of all none of it happened keep going okay several times in florida There's, there is so don't you can't say i believe that the vast majority of people aren't racist i want to hear her son take a lie to take the test and prove that somebody called you the n-word on the beach and then she said some people called the n-word who white you in a beach in florida and white people on the beach you know how crazy listen you know how crazy that sound you go to florida and you on the beach you're talking about a whole bunch of Cuban, black. You might have some white people on the beach. But then, if you on the beach, and you being a celebrity, because you make millions of dollars on a white man's show since there's racism, and people calling your son the N-word in front of everybody else, you telling me nobody said anything? Nobody had a problem? There's no other black people there? You telling me black people ain't, ain't finna throw the punches? Black people ain't finna get jiggy with it? She wants you to build an image in your mind that's a group of white boys calling her son the N-word. There ain't no Latinas at the beach? Just white people. And then y'all the only black people walking through the, through the thing. And these white people so bold in 2024 that they gonna say the n-word in front of everybody with all social media and cameras and everything going on they finna say the n-word that is the first time i would have seen a video like that in american history since i've been alive wow you know what I'm everything is racist everything's because of white supremacy everything is racist and you're a Nazi. Wow. Yeah. I'm so glad he called her out. It, it's like uh, she was doing very light Jesse Smollett. Yeah. No, but not, not, not even poop. light. I feel like that's full-blown Jesse Smollett. That's a lie. That didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
Hey, let's lighten things up. It's National Fart Day. That's what my really? life has come to, doing stories on farts. Well, I, I didn't get my, my notice or anything. Yeah. Apparently, um, did you know that humans produce between one and four pints of gas daily? Well, I know well, that Smoketech get... has more than that on a daily basis in here. Got to get rid of them. Ooh. On average, people toot 15 to 20 times a day. That's really? a lot. I don't toot 15 to 15 20 to times 20. a day. Neither do I. times a day? You I might to... have like 10 good ones, but like... 10? You got to go to... 15 to 20? Gastroenterologist today, well, man. Yeah, also my diet is very different, but... What would you say your diet is? I mean, I'm not eating anything. Like, for instance, you just ate... What did you just eat? Did you eat anything this morning? Uh, this morning, no, I didn't have a whole lot to bring this What would morning. you say you will eat for lunch? But like l- last night I had uh, leftover Ruth's Chris, which is good. Ruth's Chris? Is that a steak? Yeah, I had steak. Okay. I okay. had, uh, had some potato. Okay, not bad. That's not terrible. Those are shrimp. What will you have today? The cheesecake was very good. Uh-huh. Uh, today I have some turkey burgers at the house I got to make before they get weird. You're such a liar, but go um, ahead. But no, no, I'm serious. Where's the garbage pizza and yeah. the Oreos? There, there will be pizza rolls. The Oreos, I've had the hot chocolate one since the holidays that <laughs> I still haven't finished. But. Pizza roll, like the kind you throw in the microwave and they explode with this hot tar yeah, on your yeah, mouth? Yeah, yeah, the little lava pocket ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but God. I got a bottle of Chick-fil-A that, sauce I like to squirt all over Oh, first. that's a fart happening. Okay, what else? <laughs> you know, so there's there's a lot of that in there. Yeah, yeah, there is. You've got to yeah. have a balanced... Nice po- balanced poisonous diet. meal. Every- Do you have fruit at all? Yeah. Yes, I eat strawberries and blueberries. Big dairy guy. Nice. I've seen him do that. Yeah. What about vegetables? Any vegetables in there? Um, yeah, I'll eat some potato. I mean, mostly avocado, if anything. But well, I think that's, that's a technically fat and a, starch, a fruit but too. But do you have? Yeah, do you have like a no? Do you have any greens? Maybe no. Greens? What Jill's asking is, do you eat what, do properly I eat a spinach uh, twig salad for breakfast? Like yeah. he no. does, yeah. No, I do I not. I have spinach. I don't morning. have cottage cheese watermelon Sundays. I don't. I would be fu- so frustrated if I had to eat what you eat. Why? I love what I eat. No, I know I that's good for you. That's good. I'm, I'm more power to yeah, you. You're not eating any pepperonis. Where's your salamis? I don't yeah. eat meat. That's no. See, yeah, that's in the not meat fun. category. How yeah. do you eat bacon? There's no bratwurst. Nothing. Don't eat no. Any of that. no. You can't have German food. You can't have any. Not that I can. So I but, want. I, I can have whatever I want. Gassy. That would. I feel like I'd be more. So gassy. you're right. A hundred percent. So it, my body's used to it because I eat so many vegetables. But if you like, a friend of mine said, I want to start eating. Like, super healthy like you do. I was like, okay, but baby steps, because if you try to go from the way you eat now to, like, like from beans food to- and vegetables and everything, you're going to, your stomach's going to hurt. It yeah. really is. It's going to, so my body's used to it, so my body digests like normal, but if you try to jump into eating, like, what is it, surfers vegetables? What? What's the word I'm looking for, Smoke? I have no idea, because I don't want to know. Prefers service, but I don't know the word I'm looking what? for. Curf- Shrubbery? It's like... What is a bro- it's it's unedible. You're make me look it I'm up guessing now. unedible shrubbery twigs what Um I was thinking like greens like roughage like broccoli and Like roughage? Cursor I can't, why can't what, I what, think of it? Whatever. What are you asking? You eat trees, I know. We we get it. Anyway, that gives you gas. Grass shavings and stuff like that. So if your body's not used to it then that's that'll happen. 100%. You might end up in the ER even because you'll think something's wrong with you, but it's just trapped gas. It did sound a little wet, didn't it? Right at the end. Ooh. <laughs> Let's have a smell, all right? Ooh, wafting, wafting. Oh, everyone likes their own brand, don't they? This is magic. <laughs> all right, analysis. Oh, it smells like carrots and throw up. Oh, that could gag a maggot. I smell like hot, sick. Ass and a dead carcass. Okay. Oh, even stink would say that stinks. <laughs> you know when you go to an apartment building 
and you smell other people's cooking on each floor and you're going, where are they cooking? That plus crap. Okay. Um, ER doctors are revealing the strangest things that patients have brought to the hospital with them. This is not an episode of It Got Stuck. This is things that they physically brought with them to the hospital. Uh, Everybody needs a a comfort item, no? Pet chicken was one of them. Well, One guy said, well, it's summer. It's too hot to leave him in the car. So we sat on my lap most of the time. (laughs) You can leave him at home. (laughs) (laughs) He got a little bitey during the EKG, but for the most part, he behaved himself. Uh, a dead raccoon in a cooler that bit him. I guess he got bit by a raccoon. I don't know if he killed well, it. That or makes sense for the rabies. Yeah, so yeah. he brings it and goes, this is the thing that bit me. That okay. makes sense. Um, frequent flyer showed up in a full-on unicorn suit. Okay. Um, his own hip ball joint in a Ziploc bag. Holy crap. Apparently, he was such a bad IV drug user, his flesh and bone was rotting away from his skin, and his hip joint bone fell off. What? He's so like... And he just walked in and was like, yeah, here's my... How did you walk, walk in? in? I don't <laughs> <laughs> he hopped, I guess. I'm sure somebody... I don't know. How somebody, messed up are you? No, that's too many drugs. Wow. How about uh, someone brought in their severed arm? Oh, well. You know. I mean, what, are you going to leave it there? Uh, it's the only one you got. It's not like you... Some guy brought in, he wasn't feeling so good, and he was eating some raw chicken, so he brought in the raw chicken with him to see if that was the problem. Yeah, you think? <laughs> Somebody Who's brought in raw chicken in the dark. Yeah. So, did Where's you ever your see- life at really? Like, oh, this feels like food. Did you see some dumb girl, and I think she did it for views because nobody could possibly be this stupid? She put a video up on TikTok and she said, Why is nobody talking about this? And she had a chicken breast and she had it sliced really thin. She's like, Chicken carpaccio. She's like, it's raw and you slice it really thin. She's like, it's so delicious. What do you call that? And people are like, salmonella. That's what you call it. It's salmonella. Why are you eating raw chicken? I think she did it just for the likes. So there's no way somebody said that. Suitcase full of French toast. Wow. Don't know why. Uh, Super intoxicated guy came in and when he lied down, a raw onion fell out of his pocket. Okay. An emotional support duck. Got to have that. Their severed finger in a Big Mac box. Okay. Um... One lady had helper monkeys come to the hospital with her. More than one, huh? Yeah. Um, somebody... I can't read that. Can I read that one? Yeah. Uh, somebody brought in a bag of meth in their vajayjay and a switchblade in her bum. Well, I mean, where else are you going to keep that in your pocket? <laughs> and then somebody else brought in a possum with them. Okay. Um, for fun, or was this also a biting thing? I think the possum bit them, and they, she wanted the possum tested for rabies. That makes sense. You just does it? I don't and think can so. you give him an IQ test while we're here? I just I felt a connection. I just want to know if we're on the same. Well, level. it's better to know. Um, I don't know. I haven't heard from Larry David in a long time, and I didn't even realize that Curb Your Enthusiasm was was still out. Um, they're having another season. It's on HBO Max, and that's the only reason I know. I was watching something on HBO Max the other day, and the preview popped up. So he's still around. So he was on the Today Show talking about the new season. And I guess also on the Today Show was Elmo because they were talking about therapy. And I don't know if you remember last week, Elmo on Twitter, I think it was, went up and said, how's everybody doing? And people started unloading all their problems on this Elmo post. Elmo's very happy to see you. That's what Elmo is thinking about today. Balls. You know, balls. So then Elmo goes on to talk about mental health, and I guess Larry David was not having it, and he was over it, so he actually beat up Elmo. <laughs> and the people on the Today Show were so appalled, they didn't know what to do. They didn't, what if that was a person, and Larry David just starts hitting a person, they just stand there, so yeah. they just, he, and but everyone's it, like, what, what, what are you doing? it's not, it's not a person, it's a Elmo. Right, so then he apologized. Elmo. Larry? 
I just want to apologize. Thank you, Larry. That's oh, very big of you. Elmo accepts your apology, Larry. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Right. And Louis, will you drop the lawsuit? Elmo accepts your apology. Oh, he said he accepts it. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, Elmo, thank you. All right. So then. Um, he, I guess he went on Jimmy Fallon to talk about the same thing and Jimmy was asking him about the Elmo and he kind of walked back his apology and he was like, yeah, if I had the chance to do it, I would do it again. But that brought up another kind of idea for Elmo. Remember how big Elmo was oh, back yeah. in the day and you oh, couldn't the the tickle, tickle me, me Elmo? Elmo? So now they have another. This is kind of more for therapy, but another idea. Hey kids, looking for hours of fun and also want to take out your aggression on something? Yeah! Well, you're in luck. From the makers of Tickle Me Elmo, it's Punch Me Elmo. I'm so tired of having to eat my broccoli. <laughs> then punch Elmo as hard as you can. Get ready for these fists, Elmo. Take that! <laughs> Elmo loves Punches. Yes, you'll love getting to unleash a world of hurt on Punch Me Elmo. Our folks is President Biden. And when I'm mad, I punch the Elmo. If I'm mad about Trump or something or the, the economy here, I give him a good punch, the Elmo. Come on, Biden. Let me have it. Oh, take that, you little red freak. Yeah. Elmo love getting punched. Yeah. It's Punch Me Elmo in stores now. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Ready for some stupid news? Of course. You must think I'm stupid. Now, here's Rick Jill and Smokestack. All right, this guy had a problem with ninjas. He's 37 years old. His name is Richard Ray West. He had an intense fear of ninjas and ninja-like people. Okay. And he was prepared to do something about it. While near a local bicycle shop, Wes reportedly had a handgun, pulled it out, and fired 127 rounds. Must have had a lot of clips with him. Uh, 127 rounds, 40 caliber handgun. He destroyed microwave, desktops, TVs, space heaters, two computers, the glass door in front of one of the stores, walls, ceiling panels, insulation, all damaged, but unfortunately nobody got hit. That's good. Fortunately. Not unfortunately. So uh, he was arrested, of course, and he's going to be spending a little time in the ninja jail. All right, let's see here. Um, In San Diego... There's this church, and right next door is another building that apparently has a massage parlor in it. Oh, okay. okay. Not, not a big deal. I mean, as long as they keep to themselves, but that's not what happened. What do you mean? I guess the massage parlor was also running an escort service out oh. of the massage parlor. Imagine that. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, well, they would have youth Bible study <laughs> in the uh, church, and while they're having the Bible study, they could hear oh. strange noises through the walls. Yikes. The complaints reportedly piled up in 2018, but nobody did anything. Then the traffic increased all day long, all night long. Sexual sounds coming from the premises during Bible study were just oh, too much to take. Oh, and study. Oh, A sting oh. ensued, which led to four arrests involving spa workers. But it's not over yet. City attorney Mara Elliott vows to continue putting the heat on the spa owners, saying, we look forward to holding these perpetrators accountable. Try to put some eggshells up, make, maybe make it soundproof. And the Lord said unto him, yes, yes. What the hell's going on over there? <laughs> oh. oh, God. Um, well, there you go. Some prayer. Uh, fearless Australian father got a massive tattoo of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey on his rear end in order to win tickets for his daughters to go see the Eras tour with, you know, 
Taylor. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Do you ever see, did you see the picture of it? No. It's enormous. It's like mm. one of those radio contests where he was trying to get tickets for his daughter. I guess they tried to get it some other <sighs> hat place and they didn't win. Yeah, he got the large ink for his local radio station. Mix 102.3. Hi, get an ink. In Australia, they're still allowed to do this stuff. We're not allowed to do any of no, this anymore. He's got a tattoo on his bum. Well, did you hear what the other people did? Like... One mom shaved her head. Yeah. I forget what the other one did. She ate something, like fish eyeballs or something like that. What the hell's the matter with people? No, yeah, and it came down to those two. It was the mom that shaved her head and then him with the tattoo on his butt. Yeah. So when he came home after he entered a contest and showed the picture of his tattoo, the enormous uh, Tara, uh, uh, Trailer Swift and Travis Kelsey tattoo on his rear, sent it to the radio station. He came home from work one day and everybody was really sad in the house, crying as a matter of fact. This was before he got the tattoo. Really? Yeah. So they, what happened was the mom tried to get the girls tickets. They have a bunch of daughters. They didn't get them because there was like a queue line and everything. They didn't oh, get the tickets. Okay. So he comes home and they're crying and he's like, ugh, what do I need to do? And they're like, well, the radio station's giving me more tickets if you want to do the thing. So he goes and gets a tattoo oh, okay. to try to win them tickets. And what? it turns out he won. Now, it wasn't just tickets. It was a show in France. They got like airfare and they got hotel and everything. So they got flown there. Yeah, the flights were 1900 bucks a piece. Yeah. So the problem is you got more than one kid who's getting the tickets. So I think they decided that the two oldest were going to go to the show and the rest of them were going to go and like stand outside and see if they could hear the show from the oh, outside of the awful. stadium. I wouldn't I do that. What do you do? Because they only a, got two tickets. And you got a butt tattoo for well, that. I hope you get ink poisoning. That's really sad. They, how could you do that? I would pay for at least take a loan out and pay for the other two to go in. Why would you do that? I don't think it has to do with money. I think it has to do with availability. There's uh, sold out. There aren't any. Uh, Why would I still? I'm, I'm sorry. Not worth it. Well, well, yeah, that's He said a given. people at work keep asking him to see it, and he was like, I like it. I show it to him. I'm like, you show them your butt? <laughs> well, weird. yeah, you know, I work at a place where butt shows allowed. <laughs> it's funny, because it's, it's Australia. You think they'd be they're so, they went so communist on COVID. Oh, they you went think, crazy. But they actually still, still seem normal, as opposed to us, where here, after Janet Jackson showed her boob. Can't do anything. Destroyed radio, which had nothing. This is like, Janet Jackson showed her boob, and the orange industry went down the tubes. I mean, it's yeah. the same it's, thing. It's a... It was, that was a control play the more I look back at it. Do you remember all that? Yeah, because it was planned, dude. She had the thing around the thing. No, no, I know that It was the part. Yankee. It was a wardrobe malfunction. But- it was some stupid little event to say, oh, we can't do this. Take away everybody's ability to do fun stuff. Did you realize that? I mean, I don't think most people realize when, when Janet Jackson's boob popped. By the way, it was the anniversary on Saturday. Oh, was it really? Yeah. When her boob popped out, it destroyed radio. It yeah. had nothing to do with it. But all of a sudden, we couldn't do. We couldn't call anybody and prank them. Everything had to we be. Act- have stunts on the show. We used to do a lot of stunts. Yeah, we used to, the same thing they did in Australia. I understand the mob shaved her head and this other guy. Well, obviously, yeah, what the- would you do for Taylor Swift tickets? Yeah, we can't do any of that anymore. We no. used to put uh, Instinct for Instinct. We put people in a dumpster and see mm-hmm. how long they could stay there. One, the winter stayed seven days inside the dumpster. Yeah, people throwing garbage in it. We yeah. had a block of ice that we took a, a chainsaw and we chainsawed like a, a little slit into the block of ice and we. Slid in Britney Spears tickets and you had to sit on the block of ice and melt it away and whoever oh. got to melt it away first got the Britney Spears tickets so we had all these people just sitting on this block of ice and because of Janet Jackson's boob we can do nothing of that mm. it's a manufactured crisis to be able to seize control over all the fun stuff and remember Justin Timberlake apologized and like then Janet thought it was a betrayal against her because he said he was sorry and she didn't say sorry because it was an accident it was, but it was like a th- I don't even the way she had a, her boob decorated it was, it was not a, an accident she had a ring on it yeah yeah you had a ring on it you mean you just wear that all the time and not for the uh, like, I'm sorry a wardrobe malfunction no I've taken worse. a lot of bras off a lot of people and I will tell you one 
side just don't pop off. It's not how they work. No, I know. I know. I didn't even see it, and I was watching it. It was yeah. so fast, nobody really noticed. Because then she covered it. They made a big deal out of oh, it. Oh, yeah, because you have to have the crisis in order to seize control. Yeah, but anyway, good luck with your Taylor Swift tickets and that tattooing and all that stuff. It's a big game. You're having a huge party at your house. All of your friends and family are there. You've got food, the big screen TV, the bets are placed, but something is missing. The tattoo of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey on your butt, but not anymore with the Taylor and Travis booty tattoo kit. Now, while everybody's enjoying the game, you can give yourself and your guests tattoos of Travis and Taylor right there on your butt. Uh, The the game is fine, but the tattoo is going to be even better. Ow, 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 ow. Come on, honey. Honey, don't press so hard. Sorry. And you're next after you're done. You love the Taylor and Travis booty tattoo kit. Ow, 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 ow. Hey, has anybody scored any touchdowns yet? Who cares about the game? <laughs> I know. Who cares? It's all about the tattoo. Ooh, great work, honey. Thanks. The Taylor and Travis booty tattoo kit. All right, who's next? Order now. Hey, follow Rick Stacy in the morning with Jill and Smokestack on Instagram. Follow me. Yeah. This stitch is about to get lit. At the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. You know, you go to work right now, a new week starting, and you're just like so upset because you really don't like your job and you want to go somewhere else, but you lack the, you know, you feel like you don't, you don't have the qualifications, you lack confidence. I want to give you some confidence. Okay. These people are in charge of our lives. Now, you would think normally, I guess my parents back in the day thought maybe perhaps they were right. I don't know if things had just changed. I think they have. They've deteriorated to this point. But you used to think of government officials and people in charge of our country as being uber smart, Yale, Harvard graduates, which they still are. But we've learned a lesson of what you get when you go to those schools. But you think they're the smartest people in the world, the professors, the the ones who are lawyers who become politicians. I mean, God, how can we question them? And you're driving to work thinking about, you know, your job and how can I switch my job? I just don't, I'm not, you know, I don't have anything. What am I going to tell people? How am I going to go interview for something I'm not qualified? Okay. You're a lot smarter than you give yourself credit for. Mm -hmm. You really are. Think about this. The people that run our country are faced right now with... 160 attacks on our soldiers, 160 plus attacks on our soldiers over the span of several months. You know, from Yemen, Jordan, uh, from proxies of Iran like, you know, the Houthis. The Houthis. And uh, and the Blowfishes. And also, you know, <laughs> Hamas. Uh, who's to the north of Hamas? Um, uh, I don't, you know, north of Israel. Anyway, they're dealing with all this stuff. So you think it's about time we respond. So we did a little bit last week, and of course, they're not stupid. They're like, well, just let them have their little temper tantrum, and they'll just go back home, which we did. We turned, we we threw, lobbed a few missiles over there. A couple of planes lobbed a few bombs. They landed back in the aircraft carrier. We tucked and ran and turned the other way. Mm -hmm. Then we had to go back again. So then, now since the three soldiers got killed, which is horrible, should have never happened. Oh, we're gonna do strikes now. We're going to get back at them. And all the Congress people are like, yay, let's get back at them. So instead of being quiet and doing the right thing and just, you know, making them wonder what we're up to, really scaring the enemy. We don't seem to do that anymore. Hell, we tell them every time we're going to attack them when we're going to attack them and where. Well, this time we didn't do that. NBC did it for us. NBC went out and talked before the launch of the airstrikes, told the entire country, including our enemies, hey, we're going to do airstrikes. Here's where we're going to do them. Unbelievable. 
And to show you how incompetent and how much smarter you are than them, to give you confidence, this is Kevin McCarthy. He was the House Speaker, and he's also in the Armed Services Committee. He's two hours away from getting the briefing on the airstrikes, which NBC News already briefed the entire freaking world on. And he didn't even know what was going on. I haven't seen that. That's on armed services right now. We're to get, you know, to get a, a secured hearing on this and, and a briefing. Uh, I have not seen exactly. And I understand, you know, sometimes you would like the element of surprise. But boy, I'll tell you. Yeah, boy, I'll tell you. Right. That this, these are the people that are protecting you and me from being killed by our enemies. And they, are, it's a clown show. Mm. Literally a clown show. You don't believe me? Just a little reading. It's in there. Even Google that censored just about anything that's derogatory to Democrats, it's in there. You can look it up. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think it's people are just that, like, airheaded? Or is it the people that we think are running the show aren't the ones actually running the show? Mm -hmm. I think that's sinister, but I don't think it's even that good. I think these people... Because when the NBC's already got the propaganda message sent out, that just says there's somebody behind the scenes that's already doing this stuff, and I'm here to look like I'm taking a part in things, and we're going to make decisions about stuff that we care about you and not what you think. Now, these are ego... These are egocentric people who don't give a rip what you think or what you... They just want to get... They want to get in on the cool people thing, which is being on network television. They want to do favors for each other so they can get credibility from each other. NBC wants the ratings and they also want to have the scoop. And this guy who gave him the scoop probably wants to be called by NBC several times a week so he can be on TV. I mean, it's so simple, it's scary. It has nothing to do with national security or whether, you know, Jill's family's in danger or what, you know what I'm saying? It has nothing to do with that. You're overthinking it. Again, that's what I'm telling people. If you're driving to work this morning feeling bad about yourself, you're smarter than any of these people. Yeah, walk right in there and quit that job you hate. Yeah, and yeah. join the Armed Services Committee. Yeah. So anyway, more proof that we're run by clowns. Joe Biden turns out, do you remember when Donald Trump admitted to watching Fox and Friends in the morning and the entire corporate media went crazy? Of course oh, yeah. he does. Oh my God, we're being run by Fox News. Oh my God, this country's going to hell with and watches Fox News and gets his marching orders from Fox News. This is horrible. Well, turns out Joe Biden is obsessed with Morning Joe. Now, uh, look, I'm not, I don't watch Fox News. I know that's hard to believe. I know some people, you're a Fox News. No, I don't watch Fox News ever. I actually watch CNN more than I watch Fox News because I want to see what they're saying that's full of crap that they're saying. Hey, that's why half the people listen to this show. So I, I, uh, I found out that President Biden's obsessed with Morning Joe. Mm-hmm. Morning Joe. Guy used to be congressman. He also uh, used to be a conservative, and now is he's he really, a, he's or are a, they just saying that? Nah, he's a know. baby on television now. I'm feeling he's sitting there watching Baby Einstein eating applesauce. Now here's the, here's how here's how we this is how bad it gets. So MSNBC's Morning Joe has a block between seven and seven forty a.m. That's when all the Democrats who are going to be on MSNBC book their slot. Yeah. So you so MSNBC will call you and say, hey. Uh, Democrats so-and-so want you to be on tonight this morning to talk about how bad the Republicans are and the MAGA idiots and all that. Okay, I want to be on between 7 and 7.40. And you would wonder, why is that? Because that's when President Biden watches what? every single morning. Oh, really? at 7.40. Get out of here. The president yeah. often calls co-host Joe Scarborough for advice. What should I do? He calls Joe Scarborough. That, that 
enormous idiot on MSNBC calls him for advice. How do I make myself uh, appear like I'm doing a good job when I'm really screwing things up? The staff that calls in between 7 and 7.40 a.m. watches the entire program every morning in the background because they want to make sure that if Biden asks a question, which is usually derived from watching Morning Joe with his wife, what's her name, Zitty Brzezinski... And, and, and some question will be asked by Biden based on what he heard on the program. So they want to be informed. Uh. Yeah. And if they're on the air with MSNBC, they want to make sure the president sees them on the air. It's, it's insane. So let's just give you a little, ch- a little chance to, if you don't watch Morning Joe, just to give you some of their unhinged, panic attack ridden show segments. When uh, Rover, Roe v. Wade was overturned. There was a lot of reasons for that. Of course, they don't tell you what they were, but here's how they responded. I've got to say, more than any Supreme Court decision I've ever read, there was a violence to the reasoning. There was a violence to the reason. There was no violence to any reason. These people are nuts. Even on Fox and Friends, you don't hear idiocy like that. Mm-hmm. Look, I've watched Fox and Friends sometimes, you know, when I, when I get a moment online, and they'll say they exaggerate. They exaggerate a lot. That's why I don't watch Fox News any longer. They exaggerate a lot about a lot of stuff, but there's always an ounce of truth in what they do. MSNBC, on the other hand, is completely out to lunch. Morning Joe. Here's here's, uh, Morning Joe talking about abortion. Jesus never once talked about abortion. For people perverting the gospel of Jesus Christ down to one issue, it's heresy. By the way, he's pro-choice. You know that. Joe Biden is risking his life. Risking his life by being our president. You know, Biden is going, you know, risking his life, fighting for Western democracy. Yeah, because, you know, Trump wants to take away democracy. Joe Biden is the only time Joe Biden risks his life. Get the rim shot ready. It's when he's walking upstairs to an airplane. Well, (laughs) and yeah, he's fighting for Western democracy Um, under this guy's like control. They want to take away your oven, Mm. your gas oven. Your car is going to have an automatic shutoff switch in it, whether you want it or not. Does that sound like a, a democracy to you? Did anybody else pick that stuff? Oh, yeah. No, no. You guys vote for an automatic shutoff switch in your car controlled by the government? Nope. No, no, no. You want them to tell you what kind of appliances you can have in your kitchen? Does that sound like democracy to you? Okay, you ready for this one? The ready? Uvalde gunman. This is a big lie he told. Uh, well, I'll let him tell you. This is Joe. The 18-year-old guy had a weapon that was more powerful, that was more deadly yeah. than the weapons we gave our troops in Vietnam. Right. And the MR, the uh, AR-15s that are coming out today are probably more powerful than the weapons used during the Civil War. So, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're a little bit better than muskets, too, from what I've read. However, military experts have said that's ridiculous, absurd. And Joe Biden keeps reporting something that's absolutely untrue because he heard it on Morning Joe. No, the Taliban has better guns than that because that's what we, we left gave them. them. We left them so, all. These people are crazy as a house rat. Oh, my Jonathan God. <laughs> got to love it. All right, so um, in California, because everybody loves California, uh, they're closing a lot of stuff. Last week, an In-N-Out burger, one of the most profitable In-N-Out burgers in Oakland, had to close. Too much crime. People getting mugged in the parking lot, raped, mugged, beaten. Uh, In the store, there's been several fights. It's the second restaurant to shut down in California in the last month. Denny's now announced on Wednesday will be closing after more than 50 years of doing business in the city of Oakland. It's the only Denny's left. Wow. 
They said they don't take this lightly, but Denny's is shutting down. Oh. A second restaurant is shutting down on Hagenberger Road in Oakland and once again blaming the city's rising crime rate. Denny's closed its restaurant today after more than five decades of doing business in the city. The location is right near the Coliseum complex just across the freeway from the In-N-Out that announced earlier this month that it was closing. The In-N-Out location is profitable, but there was concern for the safety of customers and employees. And the Denny's Corporation said the same thing. Look, it's for the safety of our team members and valued guests. Yes, because Denny's, great meal. I love when I go there, I get the grand slam. Oh, when their you, breakfast oh. is amazing. Oh, especially at 3 a.m.? Yeah, 3 a.m., you know, you're going to get a great meal. There's a great possibility you're also going to get shanked, but you got to be careful. Yeah. Did you see the lady that said if you close your doors to your store because it's getting looted, then you're racist? Right, exactly. Well, this is what uh, Ayana Presley, one of the mob members, mob, one of the squad members, might as well be mob, uh, has accused pharmaceutical conglomerate Walgreens. Yep, that's exactly what I was talking about. Of divesting from black and brown communities after the company announced another store is closing. You know why they're closing? Everything is under lock and key. Yep. So customers that are not afraid of being killed, mugged, raped, uh, go in there and they're still having a hassle to get their stuff. But uh, Representative Ayana Presley because everything is racist, says, oh, they're just racists. It's not that they care for the safety of their employee. By the way, there's another Walgreens a mile away. Mr. Speaker, Walgreens is planning to close yet another pharmacy in the Massachusetts 7th, this time on Warren Street in Roxbury, a community that is 85% black and Latino. This closure is a part of a larger trend of abandoning low-income communities like the previous closures in Mattapan and Hyde Park, both in the Massachusetts 7th. When a Walgreens leaves a neighborhood, they disrupt the entire community and they take them and they take with them baby formula diapers asthma inhalers life-saving medications and of course jobs these closures are not arbitrary and they are not innocent they are life-threatening acts of racial and economic discrimination everything is racist <laughs> everything's because of white supremacy everything is racist and you're a Nazi. You know what gets me? Instead of being mad at the reaction to crime, why don't you get mad at the crime? Why don't you get mad at the thugs who rob the stores and then sell the formula on the street? Why don't you get mad at the why don't you get mad at the people who defunded the police in your community? And once again, there's another Walgreens just a mile away. So those people that are looking for diabetes medication, maybe ditch the medication and start walking a mile every day to get your toilet paper. I'm such an ass. Damn. It's funny because like these people say this stuff. And I'm like, do you hear what you're saying? Like, do you, are you actually paying attention to it? Did you look at it? What if we wrote it down and then you could read it back to yourself and then like, wait, this doesn't make much sense. No, it doesn't. All right. While we're speaking of stuff like formula and diapers, this ought to be interesting for you. A oh small town in New Hampshire is upset. Hold Very on. upset about a new business called the Diaper Spa. Now, before you get into it, Smokestack, you know how you wanted to leave Earth earlier this morning? It's yeah. This is going to just double down on that. Oh, Go ahead. No. <laughs> anyway, this place builds itself as a judgment-free zone. Who else does that? But, of course, the Internet is not a judgment-free zone. It's gotten a lot of judgment. Small town in New Hampshire is up in arms. The new business, a diaper store, allows clients to wear diapers and pretend to be babies, and they'll be taken care of as so. Wait, what? <laughs> I just wanted smokes for The owner is a licensed therapist who says that it's not what you think it is. She claims it's for the people <laughs> to get targeted therapy and work out issues from their childhood, but some of the services on her side are sort of 
You have to dress like a baby to do it. It's adults coming in wearing diapers, gaga goo goo with a pacifier in their mouth. And they'll they'll change your diaper for you. They'll change your diaper. Are you for kidding you? me? And, and they'll play with you. They two hour session includes uh, playing with uh, you know mobile mobiles. What are those things in the mobiles. nurse mobiles? Yeah, yeah. all six hundred dollars for two hours. Go ahead, smoke. I, what? <laughs> what do you even say to that? Exactly. Who's doing the wiping? How do you apply? How do you get that job? Do you do you ask somebody to hey, um, so we're doing this new therapy thing, and you're just so when the person comes in and they poop themselves, you're gonna go ahead and um, undo their diaper and then clean the poop off of them. All right, and we'll put it back on. This will really help their trauma. That's your plan? It's not going to help my trauma. No! <laughs> it's stuff Rick finds while surfing on the internet. On the internet. On the internet. He may spend too much time on the internet. But he finds something strange and new each day. Uh-oh. All right, so you George Carlin fans probably heard this a million times, but I never heard it before. It's a segment off one of his last shows. and uh, Is it about the baby people? <laughs> no, it's about politicians. And, and everybody, we sit here and we do it ourselves and we hate on the politicians and everything, but it's really not the politicians. Now, there's one thing you might have noticed I don't complain about. Politicians. Everybody complains about politicians. Everybody says they suck. Yeah! Well, where do people think these politicians come from? They don't fall out of the sky. They don't pass through a membrane from another reality. They come from American parents and American families, American homes, American schools, American churches, American businesses, and American universities, and they're elected by American citizens. This is the best we can do, folks. This is what we have to offer. It's what our system produces. Garbage in, garbage out. If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, if you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. The term limits ain't going to be any good. You're just going to wind up with a brand new bunch of selfish, ignorant Americans. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's not the politicians who suck. Maybe something else sucks around here, like the public. Yeah, the public sucks. There's a nice campaign slogan for somebody. The public sucks. Which is hysterical because he's talking them. to the public. They're like, yes, we suck. We're stupid. Yeah, we're stupid. I keep on plotting. He means everyone but me. That's exactly it. Did you see the new Super Bowl commercial? No. Which one? Oh, this one. Oh, the Super Bowl 56 held 70,000 football fanatics. Super Bowl 57 saw 68,000 fans. While 65,000 people will pack Allegiant Stadium for Super Bowl 58. Combined, that's not even as many people that cross the border in just the last month. What? Stop the insanity. <laughs> that's amazing. Whoa, where'd that? you get that? Did you see that? It's running. No, it's, running. it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's running in select Who's markets. Who's paying for that? What is that? Uh, it's a coalition against uh, something illegal immigration, something like that. That's a, incredible, because you think it's going to go in one direction. Yes. You get excited for the game. You're like, <gasps> and then he says it, and you're like, damn. That's, that's a lot of people. Three Super Bowls in a row, the attendance doesn't equal half of what came over here in December illegally. Well, I mean, part of that could be the ticket price, but in I get you. one month. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Damn. Yeah. And now the offensive bus is pulling up. Tonight on this special episode of How Shits Made, The National Embarrassment. This dusty old scrotum has been hard at work for years now, embarrassing our once great nation across the globe. Tune in as we explore how this wrinkled old sphincter has made the United States the butt of jokes on a global scale. 
Step one in crafting the national embarrassment is selecting a career politician with zero notable accomplishments. After this careful selection process is complete, the national embarrassment is sent out into the world, saying stupid and falling on his ass, making America look weak all around the globe. Of course, this national embarrassment wouldn't be complete without an idiotic second-in-command. Stay tuned as we delve into the useless diversity hire that is America's vice president. This cackling moron was selected based on identity politics rather than qualifications or experience. And stick around because after the break, we'll explore the labor-intensive process of transforming old parachutes into underpants for Chris Christie. <laughs> you think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> it's stuff Rick finds while surfing on the internet. On the internet. On the internet. He may spend too much time on the internet. But he finds something strange and new each day. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. It still baffles me that they've become so popular. Streaming right now on 1059sunnyfm.com. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Why do you say crazy stuff like that? Now, that isn't true, is it? On the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. And it's brought to you by All Electric Services. It's not stupid, never boring. So the initial toxicology reports of the three Kansas City Chiefs fans found frozen and dead in a friend's yard uh, had some interesting findings. Oh, okay. John and Christelle, we have confirmed with multiple sources that the families of Clayton McGinney, Ricky Johnson, and David Harrington were notified earlier this afternoon by detectives that the toxicology report is complete. Now, it is important to note that these reports are very detailed, so what has been given to these families is preliminary. But what we do know is that there were several substances found to be in these men's bodies, including the presence of cocaine. And that's not even it cocaine, THC, and three times the amount of fentanyl that is enough to kill. Wow. Isn't that incredible? We we had suspicions after the owner of the house checked himself into rehab last week. So you don't really do that unless you have some sort of abuse well, yeah, problem. I didn't know what kind of rehab he went to. At first, I thought maybe he had some kind of like mental issue. Like a therapy thing? Yeah, because he slept for 48 hours, so none of that he was true. So. No, they, here's a problem. He probably bought the drugs, didn't realize, he's like, oh, I got some cocaine for the thing, guys, cool. Don't don't test it. So it's riddled with fentanyl. Probably a little bit of cocaine in there, but they cut it with fentanyl because it's cheaper, easier to get. Wow. So this guy probably served up the whole gang, realized they were all messed up. Oh, geez, everyone's going to blame me. I'm just going to pretend I'm sleeping for two days. So you go, you go out there and you buy drugs of any kind, and you don't know when there's fentanyl in it. You're risking your life every time you do anything, uh-huh. Molly or a little Coke or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, any of that stuff. You have to test all those things, man. And the government will give you tests. There's free fentanyl tests all over the place. Where? Hey, can I have some tests to test my cocaine? I want to make sure there's no fentanyl Hold in on, it. Hold on, there's yeah. somebody before you. Uh, and, and, hello, welcome to Walgreens. <laughs> what do you, where do you go to take tests? Well, you don't go to take them. Like, no. you get the test. It's like you a little test thing kit? you do a strip. Yeah, you... Put it in like some water or something. Is it next to the COVID tests? I don't know because I don't really see them for sale, I guess, but. Mm-hmm. Well, the family said that the initial reports they were given, a level 10 fentanyl is enough to kill you. They were at a level 30. God. 
And they said that the information was backed up and confirmed by a second family source by the reports that they were given. Now, mind you, they're not releasing any of this out into the public. This was the family that actually let this leak out um, because this is obviously still under investigation. The Kansas City Police have confirmed that they've been in touch with the families, obviously, to kind of let them know what's going on. But uh, that Jordan guy, he's in rehab. Those three are dead. Now we found out that fentanyl is the reason that they died in the cocaine. So they had THC, which is pot, and cocaine, and fentanyl. So we'll find out more soon. Ah, Tune in again for more bad people doing crime things. With Jill Bucko. I knew it. I just knew it. You guys remember Larry Flint? Yeah. Oh, the hustler guy? Yeah. Larry Flint. He looks like a piece of garbage. Yeah, he is a piece of garbage. I was there when they were making the movie uh, People vs. Larry Flint. It was filmed when I lived in Tennessee. And uh, so they had the whole thing going on. We got to go to the movie premiere. I I only went to the movie. No, but that's where I guess the court case took place. Oh. And the. I wasn't going to go to the movie for the story. I went because I had a bunch of friends that were extras, and I'm like, oh, it was filmed here. It'll be fun to watch. Then actually watching the movie, I was like, this guy is a pig. So the Larry Flint Hustlers Club in Vegas has extended a generous offer to Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift after Super Bowl 58. I don't think it's happening, dude. The topless touchdown celebratory celebration. He wants people to come to the strip club. I mean, I've been to the Larry Flint Hustler Club. You have? Yeah, Jill. You Gross. haven't? No, haven't. Really? No. You've been to Las Vegas. No, I haven't been oh, to Vegas okay. yet. Oh, well, yeah. Jill is But even sure. if I went to Vegas, I'm not going to Larry Flint's Hustler Club. No, she's yeah. going to the gift shop at the airport. I mean, it's 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 terrible. Yeah. So it's anyway, terrible. can I speak uh, uh, on uh, expert 13-year-old? I was a 13-year-old. Okay. So therefore, I am an expert of being 13. I remember that Penthouse was, wow. Playboy was you had to have a magnifying glass to see anything worth seeing. Uh, because they always kind of hit it, and uh, and then Hustler was like, "That's where babies come from." Hustler was as, the closest yeah. you could get to as without, a, without as, like well, surgery. As, it was disgusting. As a thirteen-year-old to be disgusted by a nudie Scarring. magazine, there's something wrong. It was, yeah. it, I don't know, I know, still don't understand it. Yeah, they're like, "Look, it's a full-page butthole." So they, <laughs> I, I, do I need to look at that? <laughs> look at this centerfold. You can't even tell who it is. It's just. The Schwinkter. <laughs> it's true. It was so disgusting. Like, who's finding this appealing? I got to tell you. Like, again, I, I was a young man. I like some naked girls. Not like that. No, man. No, it was horrible. Well, they have a package at this strip club. It's cost a million dollars. And it's unlimited. A unlim- million dollars? Yep. It's unlimited access to the $10,000 per hour Mahoney suite. I don't even want to know what's in that. An Ace of Spades champagne bottle parade. $50,000 in cash so you mm-hmm. can make it rain, round-trip limo transportation, and a VIP Platinum Lifetime membership, which gets you free lap dances for life. That is not worth jack squat, because <laughs> even I got a free limo ride there and back. Did you really? Yeah, it's how they get you to go. They does have the a guy out there well? that's like, oh. Do people even, oh, yeah, I'm does? sure it does. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Was Larry Flint still around? I think he's dead. No, I think he is dead. So this yeah. is a Flint corporation. Yeah, this is a bunch of just corporate and people. I got to tell you. They're, it's not your. It's not really not your a, cup of tea. A level status. No. Oh really? Are they oh skanky? no. Oh yeah, it's bad. Is it the girls that couldn't get a job at the other strip right, club because of drugs or something? I mean, there was a couple of them like, whoa, what are you doing here? <laughs> like you're very good looking. And then other ones was just like, well, oh, I'll tell you why they were oh. there because you want to be the best looking stripper in an ugly stripper club. You get the most money. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It, really not only rains, too. there's lightning. What? They're really pushy. I come up with like, well, yeah. I'm like, hey, you attacked me? Aren't you going to give me money? And I'm like, no, it's my buddy's bachelor party. I'm just kind of sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why don't I, um, 
No, I'm really just not. I'm I'm just here for the. But but, but what do I do? <laughs> He's not giving me the money. <laughs> You're like super pushy. It's weird. Uh, so Valentine's Day is around the corner. I know Super Bowl's this weekend, and then next week, a week from Wednesday, is Valentine's Day. Super Bowl's this weekend. Yeah. What <gasps> it is? I didn't know that. Super Bowl is Sunday, and then I, Valentine's Day is next Wednesday. What am Wednesday. I going to do? I have to get nothing ready for I no know, one. <laughs> for nobody to come over so you can go to sleep early. Um, so there's this florist in the UK that is giving away thorn-free Valentine's Day roses for victims of cheaters. So if you've been cheated on and you want to buy yourself flowers and you don't want to get pricked with the thorns, they will sell you thorn-free roses. I got to tell you something. If what? you want to buy roses, don't buy them on Valentine's Day. I'm sure florists no. all around are screaming right now. No. But it's they're, they're so overpriced on Valentine's Day. Oh, and Day. the best roses? Costco and Sam's. Or if you have a, uh, a neighbor with a green thumb, well, could be right next to your backyard. Believe it or not, though, Publix has really good roses. I call them the Beauty and the Beast yeah. roses because they never die. It'll still be big, red, beautiful in like two weeks. It's Does like, make wow. Anybody suspicious. But are they plump like yeah. the ones over at Sam's Club? Yeah, they're nice. But it's like, and here's another tip. If you're stressing out because you're like, I really want to get somebody flowers, you don't have to get a dozen. To me, maybe I'm different. Maybe there's girls screaming at me right now saying that's not true. But to me, one rose says the same as a dozen rose. Yeah, roses. And like Rick said, they plump when you cook them. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Speaking of Valentine's Day, you know the sweethearts that taste like chalk and they're, they're yeah. disgusting that yeah, everybody they always buys? Have yeah. the fun little messages that says, maybe tonight or, yeah, or possibly mine. later or no, what's in your pants. I think you're talking about the Magic 8-Ball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so now they have sweethearts because people that aren't in a relationship or just got broken up with might be a little bitter, but now they've made sweetheart candies that you can give your ex. What do they say? Like, you're better From off alone? the makers of the most iconic candy for Valentine's Day, Sweethearts, comes the perfect chalky confection for your former flame, X-Hearts. Finally! Tell your ex how you really feel with tiny messages that say, hate you, was you not me, and I'm fine. But what if you kind of miss them? We got you covered. The Blue Hearts say, try again, or lonely AF. But what if I'm just looking for some late night action? I just got an ex-heart that said, you up? Some don't even have words. Just a jagged line down the middle symbolizing a broken heart. Why should Valentine's Day just be for people in love? I'm sad and desperate, so these sound like the perfect candies for me. Go to your nearest (laughs) drugstore in your stained sweatpants or ex-hearts. Crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> Somebody do something stupid. With Jill and Smokestack. All right, Sydney, Australia has been uh interesting place this week. They arrested a skimpy leather lingerie wearing woman, and she blew a way over the limit DUI. She crashed into an e-bike that a guy was driving. Paramedics arrived on the scene 3.45 a.m. after the woman who reportedly drove a Subaru sedan right into the 29-year-old man on his e-bike. The man was rushed to the hospital in serious condition, though the details of the incident have yet to be reported. The man was found unconscious and sustained injuries, consistent with being run over by a car. You consider this a weird story. Thank you. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, I just saw the naked part. Of the- yeah, she's naked. She just had a bra on. That's nah, true. It's a little strange. Is this meth induced? All these stories where people are naked, is that meth makes you hot or something? What is it? What's going know. on? I I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, in my most wild, whacked out moments, I've never thought, you know what? I think naked is the proper thing mm-hmm. to be right now, especially in public. This is perfect. Aurora, Colorado. I used to live there. 
Trash collector who was driving. Guy was driving down the road with his trash truck 5 a.m. in the morning collecting trash, and he heard some weird noises. Thankfully, it was quiet. There wasn't a lot of traffic, so you could hear weird noises coming out of your trash bin in the back. Uh. Well, he pulled over, and to his surprise, he found a middle-aged man trapped under piles of garbage. Must have been squashed a couple of times. He's lucky to be alive. Firefighters were called to rescue the guy. Whisked to the hospital. Non-life-threatening injuries, which is amazing. He hasn't. They have no idea how he got in there. He has no idea how he got in there, but must have been some time overnight. How do, he has no idea. He's like, I don't know. Fourth person to be squashed in a garbage truck in the last month. How do you not realize you're in trash? <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Isn't that the second story we read about somebody being stuck in the trash? Yeah. yeah. I... How? All right, so uh, there's something new to be had in Berlin, Germany. It's called Cybrothel, which operates like a traditional, you know, whorehouse, but uh, it uses... Richard. What? It's ladies of the night. Okay. Come on, It's a house now. of ill repute. <laughs> Patrons will pay for a roll in the hay with a life-size real doll instead of a human being. Can't Whoa. you do that at home? Rubber wand. No, they're very expensive. Clients use virtual reality headsets to interact with Bimbo Kokeshi. (laughs) That's that's a new radio name I'm I'm working on. Bimbo Kokeshi. Hey, it's Bimbo Kokeshi. Give a shout out to my girls at the mall. I'm Bimbo Kokeshi for 60 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the 4D World ROM featuring favorite bots is what they have to offer there. It's one of a kind. He says it's a good 10 to 15 years before you could do this at home, so he's cashing in right now. His name is Matthias Semitani. Wow, that's a name. So, yeah. so says, you just go in there and he's like, here's your room. You get a room, you could stay overnight, you could stay for a couple hours as a minimum with yeah. your rubber doll. And he's, he says he's cashing in because he says in the next 10 to 15 years, you'll be able to do this at home. Now, our technician's going to strap the Knob Gobbler 5000 to you, and <laughs> we're going to put the headset on. And enjoy, and uh, push the cleanup button when you're ready. (laughs) Ew. All right, this is a first. Never heard of this in my life. Just a few weeks ago, a radio station in Oklahoma went off the air. While on the air, they were actually broadcasting. Somebody cut down their broadcast tower. What? Yeah, 200-foot tower. They cut the whole tower down just to get the $100 worth of copper from the wires leading up to the antenna. You don't need Uh, this, do you? You could have cooked yourself real good. Yeah. What did he uh, cut it with? Like, hatchet? Uh, what was he doing? Friday, a radio station, Alabama's WJLX, announced someone has stolen an entire 200-foot steel tower. They don't know where it went. Gone without a trace. How? How? Do you take how? A, how do you take a tower without a trace? That's what I'm saying. Like, you would have had to back the truck up. Did it fall? Or were you like, timber? And no, it they, just come they, crashing I down? Did. They cut it down and they took everything. They oh. went into the transmitter building and took everything the owner said. Even if you're trying to sell the copper, like, you'd need a cutting torch. Sell that. Police what are you are, doing? Police are looking into uh, into the theft, but something tells me that it's hard to... How do you hide a big 200-foot radio tower? I mean, even if you chop it in sections and haul it away somewhere, again, that who would are you selling that to? How do you fence a tower? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Not only tower. that, you have to slice it up. It's That's a couple of day job, isn't it? And there's the cables and like, doesn't anyone see you? Right. No, they said everything was gone. How do you not electrocute yourself? You know how much power goes through those things? Yeah, well thankfully uh, nobody's going to steal our radio tower because our tower is... The Rich Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. They're just having fun in a world that's gone cuckoo. 105.9 Sunny FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 